Holman, I don't know if you saw it, but my Cybertruck is on the way from the factory to my house. I did see that. I was uh, really excited when I saw the 4,752 photos of the one car hauler going down the road, <laughs> the same truck that had four or five Cybertrucks on it. Right. Whatever it was. And everybody's like, it's happening. They're coming. It's finally here. I'm like. Oh, uh, guys, that's that's the same single truck going down the road. Yeah, and I think they're delivering those cyber trucks to a movie set. Yeah, wasn't it like Reddit or something? Somebody's like, yeah, that's not production. Those are going somewhere for some sort of marketing deal. Yeah, I, I suppose so. So I, uh, the, the moral of the story is Lightning's not getting a cyber truck. Oh, I was just thinking the moral of the story was Lightning waits one more time. Yeah, that too. Listen, if you are excited for your cyber truck, uh, it's getting closer. I don't know when it's going to come. I don't know if I am getting excited about a Cybertruck because as it becomes more real, I realize I'm going to have to make a decision. They have my hundred bucks. Am I actually going to spring for no, the you other? You don't have money. So ninety nine thousand and nine hundred dollars. Well, listen, okay. whatever it's going to cost. Well, since uh, the uh, the world is forcing us into EVs, your uh, TRX is probably going to worth you know within the next two years double what uh, what you paid for, and then you could get two Cybertrucks. I know, dude. You talked about on the last episode, the TRX has gone up over $10,000 just this last year. I know. I made money. Yeah. this Sweet. is this, Again, this is the last year of the uh, Hemi mm-hmm. in the 392. I, I think I told you last time some guy was arguing with me. He goes, well, what do you know about it? I'm like, okay, don't believe me. <laughs> and then, I, I, it's so, <laughs> that's so funny. What, what do you know about it? Uh, yeah, all I do is eat, sleep, and breathe trucks. <laughs> yeah, don't don't worry, don't don't worry about me, son. So here here's one today. I had a guy on one of the uh, the forums that I moderate, and uh, or the Facebook groups, right? So I mean, hey, listen, wait, I, you actually moderate a group? Like seven or eight of them. You do? Yeah. What? Yeah, I'm on uh, a couple Jeep groups. I'm on the AV page. I'm on, I help uh, Christian out with the Shift Pod page, and so. I just bought, oh, uh, how do I get EMH, you involved in the uh, Truck Show podcast page? <laughs> you had to send me an invite <laughs> like everybody else did. So it was just, it was super funny because, um, you know, you get those people that just want to argue. And there's like people who are, you're on a fan page. Oh, and then I also have the Kevin and Bean page. So I'm on all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal you have people who are, who are members of like a fan page, but then they want to fight everyone in the room. And yes. it's like, are you draw, like, you came here as a fan. Why are you angry? No, they didn't come as a fan. They came angry. Why are you trying to punch everybody else out? It's so stupid. So here's how I'm just, and I, and this was, uh, I think, in the AV forum. And I, I'm a lot more professional in there because I'm representing them and helping to moderate their group and, and whatever. So this guy came in. He was bitching about stuff, blah, 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 blah. So then he tells me, which I think is pretty funny. This is on the AEV Facebook group? Yeah, on the on AEV the owners? Yeah, so... Uh, he tells me, <laughs> he goes, it's literally identical to anyone's that's on a JKU. Stop being obtuse. AEV owners seem to have the worst case of elitism that you typically only see with BMW drivers. Real shame. And it was over a sticker somebody put on their Jeep, like whatever. So I wrote back, you know, at person, as an obtuse elitist who won't even drive my BMW behind a Jeep that isn't an AV build. I will wear this shame for the remainder of my days as I slink slowly off into the sunset, defeated by yet another internet opinion. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, so then, he, then he replies, 
owning a BMW tells me all I need to know about you. And it's like, well, if you think I own a BMW, you know nothing about me, right? So, did you go back and forth with him? Yeah, oh, I had of course to. I, you did. Uh, oh, it was you, for sport. You took the bait. No, it was for sport. Ugh. And then I got all these people backing <laughs> me up. And Jason Broom listens to our podcast and uh, gifts us the Dr. Pepper fridge. He, he'll follow me around in these groups. And then, like, he's like the sniper. <laughs> like, he'll see somebody. So you throw, set him up and yeah, he's in the and bushes. It's just, just guerrilla warfare, just taking people out, which is uh-huh. pretty funny. So Jason throws in his. He's own your wingman. But, but he kind of is, right? I don't never know where he's when he's around, though. He just sort of pops up and like takes the shot, and then he disappears again. But this is what was funny: go back and forth, a couple other people bounce in, blah 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 blah. So I finally had like one more response. Again, to him. this guy is supposed to be a fan of yes, AEV. He's in right. a fan group of right. AEV, but he hates AEV people. So it, the the whole thing, uh, AEV only puts their windshield decal on in-house builds. You can't buy the decal, so it's like a big thing for AEV owners. Mine was built there by them. I've got so the windshield. So if you buy it at a dealership, no bueno, you don't get it. No, no, one. no. If AEV built it. Okay. But if you bought the parts, if you bought di- the parts individually, parts and put yes, them together. You can't buy a windshield banner. So okay. that's the thing. That's a source of pride for AEV owners, right? Because they're like, yeah, I, I spent the, I stood up tall. I spent the money. I want people to know like this is a factory build. So AEV's really like they don't. If I called them and said, which I have, I got to replace my windshield. They're like, yeah, we need a copy of the receipt for the windshield. Like, they're very tight about sending those stickers out, so it's a big deal. So some guy had a bootlegged one on a JK that had every Farkle known to man from, like, the AutoZone parts catalog. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's like, well, I can't, look at this guy. Everything's bootleg, even his AAVC. So that's how the whole thing started. So this guy's like, how can you guys be mad at a dude who has a sticker? It's made from vinyl in China. And, like, he just, like, goes wow. off, right? And just... Everybody's an a-hole. Everybody's an elite. It's the whole thing. So he basically says, you know, if someone has a JKU with every part that AV sells minus being put together at the factory and having the plaque that shouldn't be allowed to rock a banner, I think that's a bit ridiculous, right? So he's thinking everybody's saying, it's stupid this guy has the banner. I'm like, all right, dude, enough's enough. I was like, 47 comments later, I'm, I got to shut this down. And uh, I wrote, uh, I don't think anyone would care if that's the case, but a Jeep built from anything and everything but AV parts, like the one that started this post, is a different story. Dude comes back. Then I agree with you. Misunderstanding of what you were saying, I guess. Ah! I won the internet today! I won the internet today! High five! I turned a dude! Wow! Yeah! That never happens. Ever. I won the internet. Holy crap! You can never turn the haters. No, I turned them. That's nuts. I turned Check this out. So... Jason Broom, in the middle of this like big long thread, Uh sends a gif of the ban button. (laughs) Ban. He's like, ban him! Ban him! So I wrote back, Nah, I have too thick of a skin to ban people who are disagreeable, but they keep because they keep the convos lively. But if disagreeable falls over the line to disrespect, then it's a different conversation. I think he's picking up what I'm putting down. So I think after wow. he saw that, he was like, oh, "Okay, all right." Yeah. So, anyway, wow, he acquiesced. I won the internet today. That is rare, dude. Thank you. You know that's rare. I, I know that's rare. It, well, you have to take your victory lap when that happens. I wonder if we have listeners to this show uh-huh. that are just haters. Yes. They go in groups and they just try to drop grenades yes, everywhere, right? Yes, of course we do. 100%. Well, I want to call us up. Why? Why do you do that? Why, Is it just sport you, for them? Why are you or, an or they Are they just venomous? Or do they, do they not have the money for something they lust after and it's easier to show anger towards someone who does have that well product. it's all it's anonymous it's opinionated whatever and it's the internet you can't get I t- it. I, so it, when it's on facebook i go on these pages and the guy's hating 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 i click on his profile what do i find every time super ultra conservative memes and that's it there's no picture of his family there's no friends there's no him on a beach or somewhere there's it's not even a real person he just hides behind the keyboard 
rarely is it an actual human where you can say, oh, this guy actually drives this vehicle that he's talking about that he says he has. Yeah. Whatever. It's just the keyboard warriors are just it's wild. It, it, I, I, it, it yeah. makes me I, it, I Honestly, try not to get angry. But, but yeah. So I'll say this like this is this shows about the the truck industry, the truck sport, the truck community, however you want to put it. We talk about it. and it seems like. Haters in Facebook groups on the internet are 100% a part of this as much as towing wrong. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, do we need a hater sode? Dude, it's crazy. The one that I deal with on a daily basis is, well, hey, you you work for Gail Banks who loves the EPA and he's and he's making all of us have to have decent He makes love to the EPA. <laughs> I'm like, are you guys mental? Do you have any idea that he's like on the verge of suing the state of California over the uh, over the California Resource Board and their stupid uh, rules and yeah. inactivity and all, they have no idea what well, you make because you put uh you put uh there's no emissions equipment on those engines that go in the joint like tactical vehicle so you love the EPA. I'm like, dude, uh, we're just taking yeah. orders from the government. They yes. order these engines and that's yeah. how they come and we put them in the trucks. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, my people God. don't understand that. They think there's a, like ulterior motive. It's just business. Like sometimes it's just business. They but they hate they hate the EPA so much. They hate so much that I, Gail Banks must be in the pocket of the no, um, I'll, big I'll, government. I'll say this. I think the the EPA's mission is righteous. I think that they have gotten out of control because they aren't balancing the needs of consumers and industry with environmentalism. And I don't think that anybody who everybody I know who goes off road, you're an environmentalist. In the sense that I don't go driving on trails I'm not supposed to be on. And I pick up mylar balloons in the desert freaking all the time. In fact, I have a post that I'm going to put on my Instagram because they blow out of the city to go to the desert. The tortoises love the look because they look like shiny flowers. They eat them and they die. So whenever I see mylar balloons, I pick it up, throw it in my Jeep. If I see a can on the road, if I whatever. So in that sense, I'm an environmentalist. I don't want dirty water. I don't want smoggy skies. Like I don't. I, I think that there's value to having that. If you're rolling coal at a at a tractor pull, I don't care. That's fine. It's 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 racing. That's different. But every day, I don't need some dude blowing grandma off at the you know the bus stop with you know and giggling. That's, like, that's not. Just dumb. I know, but that's not their argument. The guys are they're no, calling my, us my, out. But, my, yeah, but my point is this. My point is it's the EP itself isn't bad. It's just where they've gotten. They've gotten away from. They've lost the trace, and it's become a power grab, just like carb. And they stopped doing things that that are beneficial to the whole of society, both from a consumer standpoint, an industry standpoint, and an environmental standpoint. They're not balancing anything. They've gone so far to one side that no other interests are being included in their decision-making. That's where people get mad. I don't think people want poisonous water and dead animals and all that stuff. I love to go out to the middle of nowhere and, and see nature and all that. You know, it's just, but yet environmentalists have bad names because People think of them as these like blue-haired crazy people who you know want to take away your your cows and dairy and you know all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's wild. It's just gotten to some weird place. I don't know. I, I get that, but it's just funny to like the the guy who first put a turbo on a diesel yeah, right. engine I, I in a it. pickup truck. Yeah. Like they're calling him out. It's just, but it's daily, dude. It's like, oh, and they, because they believe a meme because some a hole. No, it's not put, the meme. You know what it is? It's the hundred and forty shiniest characters on Twitter X, whatever. Nobody does any research anymore. You can argue that we have more information at our fingertips today than at any point in the history of civilization, and it's a shiny tweet that gets people all fired up. Nobody does any background on it. Right. So if you're a really good writer, you can own the world. That's all I'm saying.
Point being, though, you got me all freaking fired I know, up about but this. I, it's ridiculous. I won the internet today, and that's that's what we need to take. All away right, from so this. that's uh, we'll end on a good note. In this episode of the Truck Show Podcast, Holman and I went to TMI out in Corona, California, for an open house, and we interviewed a lot of truck owners and Ross, who uh, is the marketing guy over there, and we got a tour through the factory, and it's very impressive, and I think you'll be entertained. And then also, uh, we've been talking about for quite a while now how we want to do more with our listeners, and one of those. Uh, initiatives is to start interviewing you guys. If you have a truck that you've had since new uh, and you want to give us a truck review, we want to hear about it. So we're going to be checking in with Donald on the show. He's got a uh, Nissan Frontier. No matter what kind of truck you have, we want to hear from you. Let us know if you're interested in coming on the show and doing 15 or 20 minutes to talk about your experiences. Win, lose, draw, good, bad, ugly. Uh, we... I'm kind of excited about the ugly. Yeah. I got to no, be honest well, with seriously. you. Seriously. A guy's like, I just spent uh, 75 grand on whatever. Whatever. And I goes, oh, just trouble. Everybody always asks us, well, what about this year's truck? I don't know. Let's ask our listeners. You guys are driving them every day, whether it's for work or fleet or your camping. Maybe it's a recreational vehicle. Maybe it's your daily driver. I, we don't care. We just want to hear from you on a truck review. So we'll do the first one of those uh, on this episode. And of course, we've got some great news, and we uh, will check in with our inbox and read some uh, emails from you guys. But first, we want to thank Nissan, our presenting sponsor, who has been here since the very early days of the Truck Show podcast. We love the Nissan Titan 5.6 liter endurance V8. Sounds oh so good when you're getting on the freeway on ramp. Whether you're in need of a midsize or half ton truck, you head over to uh, NissanUSA.com where you can build a price, the Nissan Frontier and the Nissan Titan. The Titan comes with the industry's best five year, 100,000 mile warranty. Or you can head on down to your local Nissan dealer where you can sit in those scrumptious zero gravity seats. <laughs> Do they call them scrumptious? Yeah, absolutely. Is it on the, your butt uh, thinks the scrumptious, flyer? Uh-huh. Right? And uh, listen to that uh, Fender audio system. Listen to your favorite podcast on that Fender audio system. We sound better. Nah. We're not funnier, but we do sound better. Yeah, I was going to say that. The audio quality, if not the substance. Yeah. What it comes down to is your next truck could be waiting for you at the local Nissan dealer. And another thing that's waiting for you is better fuel economy. And how do you achieve that? Well, you're driving a giant air pump that takes fuel to run. If you're looking for better fuel economy, you start with the intake and you finish it with the exhaust. Look up your year, make, and model at bankspower.com to find the Ram Air intake that draws cool exterior air, feeds it to your engine. The cooler, the denser the air, the more oxygen it packs, and the bigger the punch, the better the output. And the biggest exhaust you can find is a 5-inch monster exhaust. Get that crap out the backside as fast as you can. I don't know if Gail would approve that, but go to bankspower.com, type in your year, make, and model to find yours. And we're going to tell you one more time, if you are looking at your truck and you're like, oh, I hate those wheels, oh, my tires are bald, and you need a little bit more style, a little bit more function, a bigger tire size, a better look, you got uh, just lowered that Chevy 3.5 and you want a big old fat meat sitting under that uh, step side uh, <laughs> in the back, then you want to head over to uh, sdwheel.com. They do have the largest selection of in-stock wheels and tires. No matter the build style, they've got you covered. If it's a uh, pro street, if it's a uh, drag truck, if it's a lifted truck, if it's more off-road, more pre-runner, if it's single cab, short box on the ground. Doesn't matter. They got it all. They're not only going to have the wheel and tire that you're looking for, but they will mount and balance and ship to you for free. Skip the hassle of going to the tire shop and save yourself hundreds of bucks by going to sdwheel.com. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Whoa, whoa. 
It's the Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Almost out of oxygen up here. Why? Because you walked up a flight of stairs? <laughs> yes. This is so impressive. Ross, welcome back to the show. How you doing? Fantastic. We are at TMI Interiors. TMI Automotive Products. Automotive Products. There you go. Tichinardi Manufacturing. Yes. In so, Corona, California, in the uh, the epicenter of uh, automotive aftermarket. There's like a little hot spot here in uh, Corona for all sorts of stuff, and you guys are right in the middle. And we're standing on the mezzanine inside a massive warehouse, not only filled with bolts of uh, cloth and fabric, but table after table for cutting patterns, sewing machines, stations. I mean, on and on. It just it goes on forever. I think I see a, a 64 and a half Mustang way yes. off in the distance. What is that, about three yeah. football fields away? That's, a, that's a, exactly it. And, you know, and the neat thing is you can see just in front of it, all of the uh, all of the cassettes, all of the cassettes are all the molds for all of the um, all the carousels over here. So you, we're pouring foam over here, and it's going through uh, our crushing machine from that crushing machine. Then uh, it's coming over here uh, to our Pro Series that is getting wrapped with the vinyl that's being all sewn together from our seamstresses right here in front of us. Okay, two things I want to. You said some things I want to throw in. Are you going to point out? Are you going to point out the fact that we can see the curvature of the earth in this building because it's so massive? <laughs> no, because the wall the walls up. You can, so the curvature <laughs> is actually the floor of the factory. So what I want to point out is TMI makes amazing interior products for a host of things. Started with how would you Volkswagens, know? Because all of my '67 F100 has a very dusty version of their interior, and in no, it's dusty nothing. <laughs> I just had that detail. No, thank you. I'm telling you, it's the cleanest. I, it's maybe. By the way, I was I was at Banks at the party. I <laughs> didn't see. I haven't seen that truck in four years. It's because it was okay. in what we call Aeon Four. All right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Tell, tell Ross that we'll make it up to him at some point. Anyway, point being, one day you guys make amazing interior products, seats, dash, door panels, all that stuff, right here in the United States, Corona, California. This is not your warehouse where you just stock SKUs. This is your manufacturing facility where you're pouring foam, to your point, making tangible products. You have raw materials coming in that door, and then you've got finished products and goods going out the other door. That's it. Not only are we making stuff here in Corona, but we also have a facility in Rosarito, Mexico. So, you know, our, our low complexity, high volume stuff, you know, lots of foam and seat frames all being produced down there coming up here. And it helps us, you know, speed up the assembly, you know, and getting products uh, out at a more reasonable time, you know, during the middle of COVID. And it gives COVID. you an uh, excuse to go to Rosarito. There you go, man. Uh, <laughs> Lagostino for, yeah. Uh, yeah, for lunch. <laughs> right? So they're not doing the custom stuff. All the custom happens in this building right here. Correct. Let's right. go down there for lunch and you can show us first. So yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, we should say that you're you're wondering the guys are they're saying that they're in a warehouse, but I don't hear any machinery. That's because we're here early on a Saturday morning for your car show and a what's the sale that's happening out here? So right now it's our cars and clearance. We have this is our second annual, and uh, we're excited to be able to give everybody a really good uh, deal on some door buster products that you know the stuff that was sitting in our overstock that somebody ordered and for whatever reason uh, kiboshed that order so now we have this product and we're able to offer it at a really really good deal 
And so uh, there's already people taking advantage of those door buster deals right now. Dude, you had dolly after dolly. Like we had to bob and well, weave to get that, in the but building it was like, here. It was like yeah. Walmart on Christmas Eve, dude. There were people yeah. brawling out in the parking lot and, you know. No it was, television. It got ugly. Big boxes. I mean, it wasn't you guys a... missed the line of people that were waiting to get in. It was unreal. That was on purpose. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> okay, so let's get back to this facility here. Uh, because, really, it's after the sale and the people listening, it's too late so yeah, sorry. sorry yeah exactly sorry about that you didn't get in on it but i want people to understand that tmi is a kind of a hybrid it's some custom and then some not pre-built but like you've got a phenomenal website where you punch in your you're making model yes. right and you can say i want these one of these 10 designs that tmi has already created yes. or i want to mix yes. and match how does that happen how's the hybrid like what part of the business is just pumping out the same diamond stitch for a Camaro that you've done 10,000 of versus the guy who wants double diamond, double diamond or ostrich <laughs> or something strange, right? Or alligator. Yeah. So um, when the brothers first started uh, over 40 years ago with, with Volkswagens, it was actually just going after that OE replacement stuff. And then they also saw the custom side of things. So they started growing into the custom side of the Volkswagen business and did some really wild patterns from there uh, growing into Mustang. And so those first gen Mustangs, again, attacking that OE look. And we still have a, a big, large portion of our business is not only Volkswagen bugs, but also Mustangs. It's amazing how many people still want that OE look. But then there's the guys that like Restomod. And you know, whether it's Mustang, Camaro, and um, these guys want something really custom. And uh, we love that because of course that, that person, you know, that, that they're speaking right to us. You know, at that point in time, now you want to put in a brand new seat. Not just reupholster the old stuff. Let's put in a new seat with new seat foam. So you don't have to worry about that old foam that's crushed. Or and the just, horse hair. Yes. Or, you know, yeah, or the right. dandruff that's coming oh, out. Oh, dude, because yeah. The, so, because some hippie uh, never washes greasy hair. Right? Or actual dandruff. Well, right. well it's, it's, you know, it's, like, it's like a perfect example. My, my kid, um, you know, was gifted a, a 60 and a beetle. And we have to go rescue it and restore it. And it had a deluxe interior. It's a two-tone interior car. And I was looking on the website, we want to do like Gulf Blue, and you guys have a factory match to that Oyster interior. Yes. So what Oyster and Cream, and on that car, like I've already found the car, and I'm like, this is how I want to do it, and I showed her, and she's like, oh my God, you know, she's like, I don't like blue cars, I want it to be yellow. I'm like, no, 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 this is it. And then she's like, wow. <laughs> and, and just seeing like how your, your interiors on the Beetle, for anybody out there, because I know there's a lot of truck guys listening who have Volkswagens, you know, in the garage. Yes. I, I know you guys are out there because I, I know a lot of you, but um, it, it's like the perfect thing for a guy like me who's like, I don't have anything factory to work with. It's all roached. It's all been destroyed. I'm not going to go find factory anything. And we don't care about it being like a Concours Resto. We want it to be a driver. So for, for me, in that situation, I'm sure for a bunch of truck guys too, I can come down here, I can get all the door panels, I can get the carpet, I can get the seats, I get a dash pad if there's a dash pad, I can get the headliner, I can get the sun visors, and now all of a sudden my roached out car has a brand new interior that smells great. There you go, <laughs> you can't beat that. You know, so we call it complete interior in a box. It's not all vehicles that we offer a complete interior in a box. However, it, there is a lot, especially in a lot of trucks. I yeah. mean, that our truck business is uh, well, really less, taking It's simpler to do a regular yes. cab, 67 to 72 Ford or Chevy sure. interior, right? Well, proof is in the parking lot outside. Yeah. There are amazing, yeah. which you guys will hear shortly, we're going to go do some interviews in the parking lot. Gorgeous C10s, gorgeous Fords. Like, I am curious about 
the earliest vehicles that you make interiors for all the way to the most modern. I don't know if I have a an 80s truck. Do you offer stuff for me? Why, yes, yes. they do, Lighting. Actually, <laughs> so um, in about uh, 1948 is uh, really when our product line uh, really started. Uh, and, and with that focus growing all the way to 98 with OBS. So uh, 88 to 98, uh, we just finished up that line uh, a little over a year ago. With uh, the 95 to 98 was this anomaly of the door panel. Uh, you worked a- on those door panels for a while because I saw yes. many variations to yes. try and get those door panel replacements just right. And they are just like OE but they give you the ability, I think, to add speakers and things like that in speakers, them, right? Speakers yeah. and then, uh, you know, uh, the complimentary insert to match your yep. seats. What so was so hard about that particular application? Is because of the electronics, the way it was set up in the door panel. So we're trying to, uh, you know, help help the person save a little bit of money and not have to do a complete new control unit. It's like, uh, let's look at repurposing that control unit. And so to finally- You're talking about in the armrest? Yes, in the armrest, exactly, thank you. And. Uh, by doing that, you know, we were able to um, bring the cost down you know, and uh, it ended up being a great launch at SEMA last year. So you basically take the plastic guts out of the out of that armrest and then slip it into your new yes. armrest? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. Got it. So OBS is kind of where it tops out? For uh, As far as uh, Chevy, but then uh, we've got some newer Mustang stuff that goes uh, up to about 2006. Okay, I want to, there's a misnomer when people are specking out custom interior. Sure. And that's like, oh, it's vinyl, it must be cheap. I, I, I think I want leather. You actually don't want leather because in a lot of, especially if it's your driver, leather will start to crease, fade if you don't take care of it, if it's sitting a lot and it's dry, it'll actually cause a lot of issues. A high quality vinyl is really the right way to go. You wipe it, it's clean, it looks good, it's more durable. You can do way more patterns with it. And so for people out there who maybe saw your site, you obviously you have a d- bunch of different fabrics and materials and all sorts of stuff that you can do. But on your basic seats, I don't want anybody to discount the product because it's vinyl because in most show trucks it's all high quality vinyl there you go and some of the old oe vinyls you know so everybody has this uh, idea that vinyl is like those old plastic oe you know materials and old uh, vinyl is typically we go into like an old diner you know and you sit on those semi shiny seats and they're they're talking roll baby with with like a spring in your butt and that's not what we're talking about this is totally different so those those uh vinyls we do have and you know those are perfect for you know some of those uh, volkswagen upholstery you know um that stock oe look as well as um the the mustang guys so the mustang guys you know they, they want that factory look great not a problem we have that but when you start looking at into the custom scene yeah. and, and whether it's restomod or into our sport truck you know um vehicles right now that everybody now is realizing like hey wow i could save a bunch of money yeah. instead of going with leather but let's go with the premium vinyl you have a luxury vinyl that's actually soft to the touch yes. and a lot of people on some of the really high-end stuff it's hard to tell the difference between a leather and vinyl when you touch it there you and go. It's really, really high end, and I, and I'm not just saying that because I'm you know I'm shilling for TMI, but in all honesty, some of your products are are amazing. Where I actually thought the first time I saw some of them, I go, oh, these are leather seats. You're like, actually, those are vinyl. And I'm like, no, there's no way. <laughs> right. Did you, you know, get into a fist fight? No, I didn't brawl. <laughs> I took him as word. A couple of years ago, I got uh, my dad was over here and w- wanted to uh, uh, stay busy while he was hanging out in my office, and so he was uh, w- walking around. He was wiping some stuff off, and then he wanted to find uh, some cleaner. So he got some leather cleaner, and he went to go clean uh, our, oh, uh, our our story, vinyl. Yeah. And I was like, No, no, Dad, what are you doing? <laughs> no, that's vinyl. That's not leather. He's like, 
no way he was so blown away and I, I, it was the biggest compliment like to see you know the an older generation looking at you know this vinyl seat and he absolutely was dead set that that was leather and like, no dad it's vinyl oh he's got a rude awakening coming when he learns about ai right yeah. <laughs> okay do you do leather or is it just like we don't do leather because dot 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 no we do leather um but you know it comes with a pretty sizable upcharge and so it just depends on, you know, what your palette, you know, what you're looking for. But at the end of the day, when once somebody gets that estimate of what the leather costs, all right, yeah, let me revisit that vinyl. And how about that premium vinyl? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's But you good. do have ballers that say, I want leather, yes. do it, I don't care yeah. about the price tag. Exactly. It was uh, extensive uh, metalworks, you know. And oh, out of, uh, yeah, Texas. Texas, yeah. yep. So they uh, had a C10 uh, last year that they wanted us to do nothing but white leather uh, in the C10. Awesome, okay. So knocked it all out for them. Uh, turned out great, and I, I'm stoked that we got to be a part of the build. But again, for them, they want it all leather. Okay, we did it. All right, so we will head down the stairs and head out to the the truck show. All right, uh, Ross, we're going to go, like Lightning said, go peruse the parking lot. Yes. Where do people go if they want to find out more about TMI? Why don't you go to tmiproducts.com, and you'll be able to see everything about the complete interior in a box. So, Ross, there's a massive box over here, bigger than a refrigerator, and it says TMIMoldedFoamTech.com. What is that? That's our private label business. So we, we do all kinds of private, uh, private label stuff, actually some with OE manufacturers. Other really cool stuff is the amount of casino seats that we do right here at TMI for one of our uh, business partners. You, so, so you basically are supporting the butts of blue hairs all over the world. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, I want that as a t-shirt, supporting the butts of blue hairs. <laughs> you know, it, it's amazing uh, the amount of stuff that we do here, uh, private label and some other custom stuff that I can't talk about. But the, the neat thing is to see our assembly line knocking out not just seats, but other really cool stuff. It's awesome. All right. Thank you, uh, my friend, for inviting us out here. We're going to go cruise around. Uh, and also, I'm helping you judge today on the Trim Awards. Yes. And so uh, that is, uh, if you guys remember from last year, we had Ross on at SEMA talking about the Trim Awards, which blew up this year into like a whole other thing. So It's a full roadshow now. Yeah, right. So right? I, think, I think we'll... Re- well how many of them are there? So this is our fourth and final one. And today's winner of this fourth and final stop here uh, at TMI, the judges, they're going to deliberate of those four winners, who is going to go to SEMA? We already have their parking spot already spec'd out for them right right out in front of uh, Central Hall in the Silver Lot. We're all stoked. So for, those of the, so for those of you that don't know that, they'll actually be in the show, not a spectator. Right. They're in, in the, the show. show. Right. In and the there, show. there are four shows. This is the fourth one where uh, people put in for the award. And so it's gotten down to the last group that gets gets chosen today that's it so we're really excited about that because the, the amount of following the response the media that's been picking up uh, the stories that everybody wants to know well who's the champion like well you got to be patient hold on <laughs> all right well we're gonna talk to you at SEMA okay and we'll we'll follow up on trim awards but I just wanted to throw that in there because I want people to be aware that it's happening it's going on that's part of what we're doing today well, since they've they're listening now and they've missed it Holman can they get in on next year will it happen again so technically if you are going to SEMA you can enter for our trim awards at SEMA because now what it is, is that the person that wins today the championship automatically gets entered into the top 20 finalists. And, um, and so there's 19 other spots that, that Sean and the rest of the judges will be picking you know, to be in that, uh, that top 20 list. And then, of course, they're going to start picking uh, um, each of the class winners and the champion. All right, I'm going to go out to the parking lot of Lightning, and we're going to find more top 20 trucks and donuts. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> What's your name? Rick Macias, 63 Suburban, Knee Knocker. 
Is that a two door or a three door? It's actually a two door, but they call it barn doors. Okay. Okay. There's two styles. They didn't make two doors at all, but there's a clamshell and there's a knee knocker and there's two doors. But the three doors, you've heard about the clamshells, correct? Yeah. Okay. But also, too, the knee knockers are from 60 to 63. The clamshells are the different style. The barn doors will open up at the back. Okay. It's got a 292. Blew it about two years old coming down the road. <laughs> it um, happens. With that said, I said if I ever going to pull a motor out, I'm going to put an automatic. So it's got a 700R trans in it. And it's got less than 3,500 miles on the new motor. Little by little, I'm getting there. As you see, primer bumpers. I took out the windows from another parts vehicle. So I have all windows that slide around all the way around. And That's I, awesome. Uh, it actually came out of New Mexico. It looks like the perfect uh, patina on it, too. And I see you got the spotlight. Was this like a government vehicle? Negative. It actually came that way out of New Mexico. And everything on it works. Wow. Um, so what was it used for? To have a spotlight. So the spotlight is in the dead center of the roof, right between the driver and passenger. And it's a, a, a patinaed blue with uh, the white grill and bumper and wheels. It's just a really cool. Back in the day, you had no lights for mailman or mm-hmm. spot rotor, so it came with that, and I love it. And I, you're saying, wait, you're saying that was stock? Yeah, you could you get them from order, the factory back in the day. You could like that. With a spotlight just yeah, like that. all sorts of old Right cars. in the middle of the roof? Yeah. And like I said, it might have been a government vehicle, but don't forget, on the side of the truck, if you look, look at it, it says Reese Electrical on it. Okay. And if you look at it, that might have been one of the reasons why he had it on it. And you can very barely see the writing on it because the patina is on it just, yeah. just like that. And that's what I love about the truck, but it's actually... It tells a story. It does. And there's another writing below that, but it's out of New Mexico. If you look on the back of the the barn doors you'll see the New Mexico's branding on it back in the day they stamp had stamps of dealerships on them, oh, and it says yeah. it says New, New Mexico on it and it tells the dealership's name on it so how long have you had this particular truck uh, since 2008 and why did you buy this one how did you find it and and obviously you've kept it a long time had you been looking for one of these for a long time oh yeah my dad had a 63 long bed pickup um, he bought it, used it. He worked for Maddox Corporation. So when he got it, I just loved it. I loved it. Then when he passed away, I got it. But I met a guy on Craigslist, and I thought I could trust the guy, and he took me for a ride. And he ended up getting the truck, and he ended up selling it, taking it away, and he sold it off to, I'll say, to some auctioneer, and it oh, disappeared. Oh, that sucks. It did, but like I said, it is what it is, so I picked up this Suburban out of New Mexico. So the, the, the love affair uh, continues with this oh, yeah. one? Oh, yeah. Um, I picked it up. I've been hunting it down. I always loved Suburban, so I picked it up. Then I was going to convert the barn doors into clamshell. So I picked up two of them. But my parts guy brought me a GMC donor vehicle. The donor vehicle was a GMC, and it, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't cut that GMC. Yeah. It's, it's against policy, it's too against special. rules. Yeah. <laughs> too precious. You don't, you don't cut up a GMC. Yeah. Uh, so then I ended up looking at that, and I still got that one. And my parts guy told him, you know what? Nothing beats the hell out of a double headlight coming at you yeah. down the road, old school. Yeah. So I kept that one, and I looked at it and looked it up, and I said, you know what? I love the clamshell, so I picked up another GMC. I got that one too. <laughs> so you have what Matt Gamble at my office calls ADD, automotive deficit disorder. You keep buying them. You can call what you want. I got nine vehicles at the house. I love it. Um, this is why I had to build a garage at my house this past year, 22 by 26. 
but it's it is what it is and you, it never gets old you can buy diamonds you can buy brand new cars they don't mean as long as you got classic cars in your garage something to work on it's all good well thank you we appreciate you sharing your passion with us thank you guys enjoy your day take yeah. care thank you beautiful suburban that looks like a stun gun. Yeah, right. Every day taser. <laughs> People always think that this recorder is a stun gun. Yes. Well, no, no. I've got a four torch. It's uh, yeah, in the car. <laughs> what, what kind of cigars do you like? I don't know the brands. I just buy you just them smoke. On, yeah, yeah. I, once in a while, on cigars daily. I buy some cigars. Oh, nice. You get the sampler pack. And you yeah, just go, yeah, yeah. All right. Just enjoy them once in a while. Yeah, a little porch smoke. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What's your name? Tom Macias. I live in Fontana. Tom, congratulations on this C10. Dude, this what thing year? is gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what year is this? It's a 64. I bought it back in 2000, sorry, 2013. Okay. I purchased it from an older gentleman in La Puente. Um, he was asking for three grand. And I says, man, will you take 1500 He <laughs> says, no. So I walked away. And then two days later, I was out doing some street work on his front yeah. yard. He came out. He says, hey, I got to get rid of my truck. If you want it, I'll give it to you for 15 Done. I said, I'll be back patient. with a tow truck today and I'll take <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. I go, you got title and everything. It was, it's all clean. Oh, wow. It was complete. He just, he wasn't, how can I say it nicely? He was a little off. Yeah. It wasn't all there. It wasn't all there. Yeah. He didn't know what was wrong, but it had everything complete. And he goes, but it's it's been sitting in my driveway for eight years. I don't know what's wrong. Yeah. So I towed it home, started going through it right away. And uh, we found out the tranny was bad. Okay. So I just started. Blown tranny, always a problem. Start stripping it down. Everything did everything from front to bottom. Yeah, it wasn't a cab off, but I just restored everything. It's on beautiful. It. So, what color is this? I call it cement gray. Yeah, it's a custom color I okay. chose when, when the truck was in the body shop getting done. Yeah. Um, I painted my bathroom downstairs, and this was the color my wife and I chose for the bathroom. So this is the, funny you should say that. There's my house. The inside is a bare paint called Gentle Rain. Mm -hmm. which is this gray and the reason i like this gray i actually had a, a jeep my 20 jeep wrangler there's a cement gray they have called stingray but i like it because it's not blue and it's not brown it's really neutral it's like right in the middle it's a really neutral gray but it's a modern color mm -hmm. on an older vehicle like this these are the colors really popular but the way you now, pulled it off it's right, right now. now now so i painted this before you saw all these dark yeah. grays and light grays and and people were probably blown away by it right they were yeah. that's one of the biggest compliments i get is my paint and the body work so this is a custom long bed and so what's cool about this truck is you don't really see a lot of gorgeous long beds. The way you have this one is, to me, stunning with the, the contrast of the paint color, the wood in the bed. I mean, this thing the polished is... polished aluminum, the chrome. Everything. Thank you. It's just, just right. The, the chrome on the body side, the white accent. I mean, you look at this thing and it just it just looks, you know, to the, to the nines. It's just, it's awesome, man. It's really pretty. And this is not on air, this is fixed uh, static still, still suspension? Spread? That's correct, no air. I was just talking to this gentleman about airbags, but I get a lot of people saying, you don't need airbags. It sits beautiful the way it does. I could hit 80 on the freeway right now and it rides great. Yeah. It's not a rough ride, it's not all bouncy. Yeah. It's a good ride. Um, Even the interior is awesome. You, guys, you have an awesome bench sitting there, but you've got the Mexican blanket. And you actually have the color of the truck is in the colors on the blanket and the blanket pulls out a little bit of orange and red. It's so, it's yeah. like so perfect. It's so perfect. And I, that's I a love TMI that. interior? Or no? It is not. No. It is the original bench seat, but it was destroyed. So I took it to a postery shop in Whittier. Okay. Uh, again, like eight years ago. And I just said, I just want like a tan and beige color. And he came up with that. And I it just did great. that. In. This truck is absolutely flawless. I mean, I'm walking around and I can't see 
anything. You have more flaws than this truck does. <laughs> well, there's not even a comparison. I <laughs> oh, I'm talking about my partner here. <laughs> when I first got it all gun, you know, done and running everything, it, it without the paint job, I told my wife, I'm just gonna leave it like that. Yeah, so, a nice like driver. the patina look. Yeah, yeah. And, but after driving it for like four months. I said, you know what, man? I see all these C10s. I go, yeah. I think I want to do just, uh, just a clean paint job. Nothing really yeah. nice, but just decent. Yeah. Well, it came out like here, this. Here you go, right? Uh, I even went to beautiful. A, Whoever you. color sanded this spent a lot of time getting all the flaws out. I mean, it is. You don't even see a ripple from no. Bondo or no. filler. It is completely smooth, and this has a lot of body lines. The way the bed kind of has the fin style, like it. it you know, the Chevys 20, of that era. 20 feet long of no, straight lines. But, like, but, you but wouldn't see looking, any imperfections. But no, it does, but that's the thing. It doesn't have straight lines. Look at the bed. See how it sweeps up. There's all these subtle lines in this generation of truck, and normally you would see flaws all down the side of it, and you would see the ripples, and you would see this truck is like a mirror. It's, I mean, it's just Thank incredible. You. Whoever did your work, like, wow. Really? No Bondo? Um, whatever was destroyed, the guys cut the metal out and yeah. put new metal in. Awesome. So there might be a minimal amount of Bondo just to, just to get it blended. Yeah. But uh, I love the way I had them cut the, you know, the hooks and chains are gone in the back. Yeah, right. Let's go around the back pins. and look. Here, come over those, here. Yeah, I, took, I wanted a smoother look, so I took those off. And you don't want that banging against your tailgate while you drive anyway, yes, especially exactly. on this pretty truck. So I had those shaped. Oh, it's all smoothie back here. Yep, mm -hmm. for sure. So how do you open it? Where's the handle on the inside? Little hooks on the inside if I need to open it. I really don't open it, but uh, it's got little hooks inside. Oh, there they are. Got it. And you know what these are? No, those They're are some kind of Home Depot for doors, like closet doors. Yeah, perfect. I just came up with those. I said, I'll use it. Awesome. The only bad thing is, see these little hooks now, right here? Oh, yeah. One time I was driving to work on the freeway at like 5 30 in the morning, and I saw this guy next to me waving me down. Oh, and no. He's pointing to the back of my truck. Like, what? So I looked back and my tailgate's gone. I didn't see it. Well, it actually opened up and it was laying on the bumper. Oh, oh man. So it did some damage here, yeah. but. Glad well, that guy, now. you know, yeah, pointed it out, right? Yeah, the shop, he fixed it up for me. And then the body shop that painted, oh, I take that back. It was a horror story. No. I had to pull it out of the first body shop. Oh. Because he, he told me he would have it done in eight or 10 months. Yeah. He had it for a year and a half. Oh. And it, when, every time I go by, I there was trash like. on Everyone it. Everyone has a story like that though, sadly. Yeah. So I took it out. I had found another shop, which was way more expensive. But he says, I'll have it done in two months. And I said, no way. Well, he did it in four. Yeah. Because what we're talking about, the body lines and the yeah. ripples or whatever, he did not want to paint over the existing other guy's body right. work. He wanted to strip it down. He goes, so I need to have my guy redo it, which he wanted more money. I says, hey, Doug, I don't have any more money, man. I had to yeah. borrow money from my dad just to get this thing done. Just do what you can. Yeah. And he tells me, because I like you, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Oh. I'm gonna give you a ten thousand dollar job for seventy five hundred. Oh, that's nice. Okay. He didn't want you walking out of his shop with crap work. Like it's it's yeah. that's his. It's in his shop. His signatures on it right. at that point. Yes. And he is a B B C C Unlimited out of Santa Fe Springs. Okay. Awesome. So they did the work for me. Um, and yeah, when they like you said, when I picked it up, I could not believe the the body lines and the there's no ripples or nothing. Yeah. He said he blocked it twice. That's all he needed to do, and then. Yeah. And then through the paint. So the pinstriping is just a darker shade of that same gray family. And if you just walk by the truck Super quickly, subtle. you're yeah. like, you don't see it. But then when you stop, like we are, and you look, you go, oh my God, it's beautiful. That's and it's, it's it. subtle. Yes, I wanted it like that. I didn't want it to, bam, stand out yeah. real bright. So I told the guy, uh, bless his soul, he passed away. His name is Danny D. Very popular pinstriper out of Baldwin Park. He did it for me. And I said, just go with a darker shade and do what you can. He had to redo it and he forgot two pieces. If you look at each side of my window, you'll see pinstriping that's lighter, but you can't even see it. I said, no, you gotta redo a darker color. 
So he redid the whole truck, but he forgot those two pieces. Well, that's a great story. It is, right? you know, and and only uh, you will know that unless you tell you share it with people, yeah, which is great. Yeah. So I may do a little bit more touch up somewhere down the road, have somebody else do it, because again, this guy yeah. passed away from yeah. COVID. He had some difficulties, and uh, he was a good guy, though. Well, nice for you to be able to have his art still and remember him and be able to share it with people. Yes. Does this truck have an Instagram, or do you have one that we can share with folks who want to see this? Sure, I do. It's a uh, Too Tough sixty four. So T O U F F sixty four. Awesome. We appreciate yeah. your time. Thanks for sharing your truck with us and your passion. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You I like I like day. the sticker on the back window, by the way. Not Thank today, you. Satan. <laughs> <laughs> no, not today. What is up with this Tahoe Unlimited? Dude, check it out. Look at the wheels. Look at the wheels. Look at the wheels. Those are, they look Cerakote. 88, no way. 88 <laughs> called, and they want their two-spoke rad like what scythe wheels back i don't even know what do you call them well i mean these are the black hawks from colorado custom yep. but uh boyd kind of had like the the deuce ninja or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that so it does look like a uh, what a, not a, a throwing star yeah yes yeah yeah very uh so this yeah very mid-90s truck and magazine ad oh, you know 100%. just like check through it so did this come from a mid-90s truck and magazine ad so there's some more story to that. Well, so, who are we with? What's going on? <laughs> so I'm Jason Mulligan from Auto Revolution. Um, so this actually is a 2000 Tahoe Limited. Uh, so they only made it that one year, basically like throw a bunch of cool stuff at it, you know, put the police package Tahoe. So it's got the skirt it. kit on it. Right? Yeah, it's got the side skirts, uh, the bumpers, you know, different. Everything was color matched. Uh, they actually did a concept vehicle of a Tahoe SS in 96 and then never made it and ended up using a lot of the styling cues on it uh, for the Tahoe Limited when they came out with that. Um, but my dad's owned, bought this in probably 2003 um, and he had it uh, for a while and then my brother had it and then it sat for probably the last seven, eight years, barely getting drove. Where was it sitting? Uh, in Pasadena under some trees. Really? Yeah. Just not even a tarp or anything on it? Just no. hanging out? No. Just, I mean, my, my, my brother by that time was, yeah. he walked to work, walked stuff. everywhere yeah, else. Yeah. like. Was it painful to you to go to his house and just see it? I mean, like, was the draw <laughs> well, there every time you went? And like so the, the backstory a little bit on it is, you know, I got my uh, 97 Chevy truck. It was on Cover Street Trucks. I got that, you know, bags, all that stuff. I bought that in 2003. And actually, we were test driving some of those. And then my dad went out and bought this before I bought my truck because he's like, oh, these ride nice. Let me go get a Tahoe. The wheels that are on here are actually the original wheels that were on my red truck. Oh, okay. And then when I got new wheels, got it bagged, um, put them on this, and they were hammered when I got this, you know, last year. Um, basically, it was like, okay, this is just going to sit. So here, you, my dad was like, basically, here, you yeah. do something with Your it. Turn. You know, it's yours. Um, so we spent a lot of time working on it. So we went to Autosauce. The paint was just hammered, and it's black paint, 20-year-old paint. So went through and you know detailed color sanded the sides buffed it all back out and it's black by the way people yeah and, and the color sanding yeah. on the side does not look like original paint no and i mean that's the beauty you know we didn't color sand the hood because it's kind of a little bit too hammered a little more wanna, pitted and we don't want to yeah. risk it yeah. um so we might end up repainting the hood uh the, the front end um was smashed a little bit so actually went uh put a gmc uh grill on it and the the billet insert um, that's actually instead of polished or, or brushed is Cerakoted to match the wheels. Ah, okay. Yeah. And it. we explains the, the matte finish. Exactly. And so on the bumper, that's the, you know, the limited bumper with the fog lights in it, but we shaved the, the front uh, license plate um, and then fixed it up, repainted it, put new, you know, new lights and stuff on it, uh, fixed up some of the outside. 
they originally had some vinyl striping down the side from the factory. Uh, so we have my buddy Tom McWeeny, Custom Zinc. He did uh, pinstriping uh, that match it, but it's like a gray and a gold, so it kind of ties in. Very subtle, yeah. yeah. And a little bit, just a little pinstripe, you know, kind of motif on the back, nothing crazy. This thing's been running and driving really nice, but... Uh, Sitting on a... What, what kind of drop is this? So we, we with the Beltec suspension, it's a 4.4 drop. So basically with the Tahoes, they're a little bit lower than a truck would be. So it's kind of the same as like a 4.6 drop on a truck. Um, so we did their uh, coil over, or excuse me, their coils in the front. Uh, there's drop spindles, got a sway bar. Um, we went through, replaced all the brakes, all upgraded. So How does it drive nice. with the, with the uh, drop on it? It's, I mean, it's super nice. Like it, it, this thing just runs like a cloud. I mean, you know, we got a little bit bigger tires on it with some Nitto tires. Um, Cause we only have 17s on the Colorado Customs, but this thing's just, Runs, drives, super nice. It's, it's got 138,000 miles it's on perfect. it. It's perfect. You look at it's it just, and you're like, it's a time capsule from yeah. the early 2000s, late 90s, and it's rad. It's just, it's it's the way it should have been and the way it should always be. Well, and that's like, this had like those all old Alteza yeah, taillights yeah, yeah. and stuff on it. So From a certain company uh, that we used to refer yeah. to as another piece of crap. Exactly. They yeah, or some other things. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, just replace those with some nice smoked LED, you know, modern lights. So it's want to keep some of those same styling points but modernize it so obviously the Cerakote on the built wheels and on the inside it was all nice it was all good only thing uh, we ended up doing aside from cleaning it up and fixing a couple things was I did a double din conversion in the dash yeah. so I don't have the old tape deck and all that got nice car play and, and everything Perfect. so well dude I love the ride um, I, uh, I we rolled in here and we were I just was like I, I started a trucking magazine back in the early 2000s so there's always going to be a sweet spot for these no, types and of things, right? I, I started stealing my dad's truck and magazines <laughs> in the mid-90s yep. and was going around and would circle these wheels and these drops and be like, all right, hey, yeah, that, that, and Now that. you got it. So then when I got my 97, kept going with that, and then now it's kind of a little bit full circle. So Nice. Congrats. Yep. Is, is it on Instagram? Can anyone see it? Yeah, so you can check it out, Auto Revolution, and then we also have on our Auto Revolution YouTube channel, we have a... a full build uh, video series on kind of the whole transformation of it um, and that's sponsored by Belltech. So at Auto Revolution. Yeah, just YouTube Auto Revolution and go check it out. It's called the OBS Clash Build Series. Nice. Right on. Yep. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks appreciate you. your time, Jason. What's your name? Uh, Dana Estes. Dana, this is a gorgeous truck. So 67 to 72 step side. 69. 69, yes. okay. And uh, wow, it is absolutely stunning. Thank you. What's the story behind it? Where'd you find it? What'd you do to it? I assume you didn't buy it this way. Uh, no, so uh, I actually bought it um, kind of the step side kind of thing with my dad, uh, or with my grandfather, excuse me. Um, he had a step side when I was younger. Um, it was one thing that, you know, when he passed away, we told grandma, like, don't sell it. Yeah. We want it. Yeah. Um, his actually was a square body. You know, when it came time to finally start looking for one for myself, I, I just, there's certain things about the 67 to 72s that I like just cool. over the square bodies. Um, so in his honor, I still stuck with the step side kind of thing because yeah. I kind of have a love for him too. But yeah, I, just, I bought it, gutted it, frame off everything. It's got a full TCI uh, chassis underneath it. Wow. So it's a static ride on coilovers. Yeah, it sits uh, just right. Like it, it just sits just right. Hey, closer look. Let's it, walk it, over. It rides just like a. It drives just like a go kart, man. It's dar It's darty. It's fun. So you got a staggered fitment. Is it twenties and twenty twos, or is no, it twenties all the way around? Twenties all the way around. Okay. We just. I, oh, Willwoods. You got our buddy. Uh, oh yeah. Willwood. We're good friends with all the guys over there. Mike Hamrick. Yeah. yeah so Steve it's got, Cornelius. It's got full, full Willwoods all the way around. Built it to drive, but I also, you know, obviously, built it up a little bit to be 
uh, to stand out. So. And again, this is sort of like in that cement gray family, but when you walk up to it, it's actually metallic. Correct. Which is really cool because you don't see a lot of these, you know, kind of like the the um, vinyl siding colors that have flake in them. Yeah. And so it, it, it pops it. And you have no chrome on this except for your windshield wipers. Everything else is blacked out, which is super rad. Yeah, I, I hate I hate chrome, and that's actually one of my things I uh, am going to be doing soon is popping those off and, nice. and powder coating them in black because that's the only... Do they drive you crazy? They do. It's like the windshield wipers got to get rid of them. It's, it's, well, you know, and we're in California. You know, ironically, it's like, why did I keep them? But coming back from the Brothers show yeah. uh, a couple months ago, I hit rain coming <laughs> home. So, sure you're glad so you had I was them. glad I had them at that point. But yeah, with the color, we, we stuck with the cement gray. Yep. Uh, that's actually the Mopar uh, smoke show gray. Okay. Um, but the reason we put the pearl in is just for this reason, the way it sits right now, yeah. you know? The sun's on one side of the car, yeah. and you can see how it kind of looks you know, flat, different but the then, then once it, yeah. the sun hits it, it glows. So uh, what's the drivetrain? So it's an LS3 okay. with a 6L80. It's the 480, uh, dyno just a tick over 500. Nice. Um, it's fully HP tuned, It's uh, but it, it's tuned to be a happy driver. And you got a full TMI? Full TMI, uh, yeah, it's the, uh, the full split bench, yep. door panels, carpet, um, dash pad, and visors. It's gorgeous. So you're putting some miles on this, you're not just showing it. I'm showing it, but I mean, I, I enjoy driving it. You know, I'll throw, the, I'll throw the kids in the car, we'll go get coffee, donuts whatever it gets a lot of looks you know i got i have people all the time asking me just to bring it by and park it in front of their their place because they're having an anniversary or something you know uh, celebration for for um for their business like for instance last weekend was uh a guy a guy i know has his own gym and he was doing his three-year anniversary he's like dude come bring your truck and park it in front of my gym for the for the celebration i'm like all right cool so i cleaned it up brought it out and it was funny because he asked a couple of his high roller buddies to come by and bring their Lambos and Porsches and Aston Martins and, and stuff. Yours yeah. got more eyeballs. It did. Way more eyeballs. Mine was sitting right next yeah. to a Lamborghini and there was a Porsche GT3 right next to it. And nobody cared. No one cared. Everyone walked right to All it. All right, Lenny, check this out. So we just talked about there's no chrome, right? So it's got blacked out door handles. And by the way, that key locks. So nor I've seen some crappy ass mirrors. like vinyl wraps and all this stuff trying to black stuff out, like just poor temps. This is beautiful powder coating, I assume here. So this, these are Ring Brothers. So the mirrors and uh, the, um, and the door handles are Ring Brothers, which is um, awesome. And it, the Ring Brothers uh, glove box door yep. and the the uh, instrument panel is Ring Brothers also. So it's all anodized. Yep. Uh, the wheels I had powder coated because when I bought these wheels in the whole country they had a set of rears and blacks and they had a set of front and polished yeah and that was all they had in the country like, so well, i bought we'll that front work. those rear and i had sandblasted repowder yeah. coated the color i wanted and and there it's all, all she right. wrote so lightning before you so rudely interrupted me i wanted to show you something look this, in the bed the sub box oh no, the bed look in the bed oh it's blacked out wood right so match out the blacked out yes. thing you've got wood in the bed and it's yes. completely black yeah. which just totally adds to the theme of you know, if you look at the hood, did you see on the hood? It's actually three-tone on the hood. So see the stripes? Oh, oh my God, And that carries rad. through to the TMI seats too. So there are two stripes, one is off, I can't, I can't it's describe it. It's like this. a cow style hood yeah. and it has the darkers, like looks like one's dry cement, one's wet cement, and then there's a black uh, stripe that changes shape along the side. It is so yeah. dialed. The way we did it is the, the dark gray part of the cow is has two drops of black in it and it's this color oh, okay so it only has two drops of black to make it that color wow and then this rolled into it right so this yep. is the standard body color and then we just put the black 
bit on it. It's just um, a little modern touch, a little modern flair, a little yeah, sporty, a little, little but without going crazy. Yeah, it's, it's just, just a nod. It's a, it's I like a, how the, the black stripe does not touch the yeah. darker gray it, stripe. A nod There's a space to between the them. rest of the mod style. Yeah, right? it's it's like the pro touring style yeah. striping. I love it. Um, without having like the SS stripes that you know would really date the build. Kind and of anything thing. on this LS3 that could be bought chrome in the aftermarket it is, is black. black. Mm -hmm. The yeah. hood hinges, everything is smooth. The firewall is smooth. This is just so clean. The accessories is uh, is from Wegner's, um, you know, full uh, um, vintage air. You know, I got a lot of Venata paneling on it, so the the smoothing on the firewall is all Venata fabrication. Where are they out of? Uh, Venata is in Missouri. Okay. He's a good dude. Uh, I talked to him actually probably almost on a weekly basis. I'm actually building another C10 now with a lot of his panel work. So on the next one, it's gonna be completely boxed in uh, under hood um, with all of his panel work and stuff. Stuff on the inside, that's that's his fabrication paneling work. So the next one is uh, uh, is actually already underway. This thing is is my baby. It's, it's the first one I did. Uh, I had a lot of fun building it. So for your first foray into a build, dude, you knocked yeah, it out of the park. Yeah. No, yeah. seriously. It, really? it was it was it was funny as I had all of the colors and everything already figured out before I even purchased the truck. Yeah. So I already had my whole build idea already done and ready on paper. The color I was on my 67 the, was the, the, the I color, knew the colors. Yeah, the color family, what engine trans yeah. I was going, everything. Everything was already already on paper and it was just start ordering parts. I bought the truck as it was a roller shell. There wasn't a, a part bolted on it. It was a cab, doors, fenders, front and back, and that was it. How was the rust? Any rust? No, not at all. No panel uh, replacements, everything. It's all original cab, original fenders, original bed. Everything's all original as far as the paneling goes. I, I lucked out on, on the buy. Okay, home and the final thing I want to show you. Yep. Come inside, look at the cab. Look what's behind the seats. Oh, I saw. The sub box. Yeah, no, it's it's really nice. With a big old two JLs in here and the battery behind the uh, uh, the armrest. That is, that's nice. Who did the sub box? Pacific Stereo. They're, oh, Pacific. Uh, they're right here in Riverside, gotcha. right off of uh, Tyler and Indiana. But they did the sub box panel and then they did the uh, kick panels as well. So if you look at the kick panels down the lower left, so there are speakers behind those. Oh, I didn't even see the kick panels. Oh, those are so clean. And those are the same tone on tone gray yep. with the black grill. Yep. So the interior, the fabric on it is actually, I bought a roll of the fabric from TMI to match the interior. Look at the way the uh, crease in the uh, cowl part of the hood, you know, the raised part looks in this light. It looks like there's a pinstripe of the rest of the gray body, but it's not. Right down the center. Yeah, it's just the way it reflects light. That is so cool how it plays tricks like that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, sharing your truck with us. Yeah, absolutely, guys. All right, so what's happening over here, guys? Are you guys, are you deliberating? Yeah, Do we know who the one you, you can't be here right now? Sorry. This is the secret behind the scenes. What, the trucks get to SEMA. <laughs> this is what really happens. This is the, the nitty gritty of it all. You guys are all wearing clothes. I thought someone told me you had to be naked to be part of this group. <laughs> That's the after show. That's the after show. We were wondering. I felt a little weird, I gotta be honest. This is audio only. You can't see the lightning is currently bottomless right yeah. now. <laughs> he actually rode in uh, in a skivvies uh, on a zebra. Smoking a cigar. Smoking a cigar. No, that was me. After having to share the zebra with you.
Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds disgusting. Who was, Who was in the back? <laughs> Who was not to bite? Who was not to Stop, stop, stop. I'm hitting pause. This is gross. All right, everybody, uh, welcome to TMI. On behalf of uh, TMI, we want to thank all of you for coming out today, showing us your beautiful vehicles. And uh, my name is Sean Holman, and I've got the judges here for the Trim Awards. And we are going to announce the fourth and final TMI Roadshow Trim winner right now. So the, uh, the judges took a look at all the vehicles that entered, all the beautiful rides that you guys brought today. And we would like to congratulate Dana Estes on the 69 C10. Woo! It's got the uh, full TMI interior. It's absolutely stunning. It's a, a TCI chassis, LS3 V8. Um, beautiful Chrysler smoke show uh, paint with pearl, black and gray. Uh, we talked for the, uh, the podcast and the thing is absolutely stunning. 360 degrees, it draws you in from the outside. You stay to look at the inside and uh, we couldn't think of a, a better winner today. So uh, beautiful, beautiful truck, congratulations. All right, I feel like it's news time. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? That was better than last yeah, week. Yeah, it was good. It's good. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great, but it was better. It was better. Yeah, I'll, I'll give us better. Okay. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? No, 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 no. Nope. I don't think so. What you got for me? All right, so I find this interesting. Uh, CEO of Ford, uh, Jim Farley, recently took a F-150 Lighting on Route 66 to uh, road trip it and see what the ownership experience was like for EV trucks. Okay, and uh, he was actually does he have a punchline. No, he was he was uh, quite honest about it. He uh, wanted to take on a more rural route. Although I will say, one of the things about the Route 66 revival is they've been putting in chargers along there to make it an EV route. So it's not as rural as a lot of you may think about from your neck of the woods, but it's still off the beaten path for anyone who's ever done Route 66. While it does go through some major city centers and things like that, it is oftentimes you know off the beaten path. So anyway, uh, he had um, tweeted out a series of tweets. One of them was... Nope, he X'd. Oh, that's true. He did X. He said, uh, no surprise, charging can be a challenge, but still learning a lot, seeing firsthand the issues our customers face. This is why we're working with At Tesla to provide At Ford drivers access to 12,000 plus superchargers, and our own EV certified dealers are installing uh, fast chargers at their uh, dealers. That was a pretty honest take. Yeah. For a guy who's got to move a lot of EVs to say... This was a really good reality check of the challenges our customers go through. How many EVs does he have to move? And the importance of fast charging. A lot. A lot. A lot. H- hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of thousands. Yeah. So uh, They're sitting, waiting to be purchased. Uh, well, there is a glut, uh, apparently, of uh, certain uh, EV models where the early adopters have finally caught up and gotten theirs, and uh, sales have slowed down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, Farley was talking uh, specifically about some of the stations he visited, like a uh, Coalinga, California, Harris Ranch. And so there was a- I just passed there last week. There you go. So last Thursday. He chose a lower speed charger because it was the first one available that he was able to plug the F-150 to. The truck was 40 minutes at the station, only received 40% of charge. You know what's funny is when I go by there, it cracks me up because there are a whole lot of Teslas. A lot. 
and they're just waiting to get to the pump. Mm-hmm. Or well, there's not a pump, well, of course. The charger, the sorry. electron pump. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it, it was just a and it's brutally hot out there. So as they're sitting waiting to charge up, they're killing the battery pretty quickly with their AC on, just not moving. So another uh, uh, tweet that he posted was uh, on his drive to Vegas. He stopped in Baker, California, which mm. we're very familiar with, and there is a massive Tesla supercharger there, and as well as I think it's Electri America, massive, huge. And so like he wrote, more than fifty. He, he writes uh, it's something. Uh, it's more than twenty-five. Okay. Each. Yeah. On our drive to Las Vegas, we had a great experience at this popular and huge charging stop in Baker, California. It was so quick and easy. Really highlighted the difference that a nice station and fast charging can make on the overall EV experience. So it was interesting. If you uh, if you want to follow Jim and see some of the tweets from his uh, his exploits, it's at Jim Farley ninety eight. And there's some little nuggets up there. Again, he is the guy who is the CEO of Ford, and he got out of the ivory tower, got down into one of his products, and decided, I'm going to go road trip. I want to see what my customers go through. Got to give him uh, some props for that. That That's a good move. And I don't know. You know, Ford has a lot of stuff with social media influencers and stuff. And there was this thing where a guy saw a lightning going by in a like Home Depot parking lot in the middle of Jim's road trip and was like, Hey, is that a lightning? He goes, yeah. He goes, oh, can you tell me about it? He goes, yeah. He goes, well, what, you know, how did you buy it? Who are you? He goes, well, I'm actually the CEO of Ford. And the dude's like, what? <laughs> so Farley gave him a ride. So who knows if that's staged or not? It looked legitimate, right? right? Uh, I, I'm not saying it was staged or, or anything, uh, but that was kind of a funny thing. That in the middle of all this, like somebody just randomly came up and was like, oh my God, I'm getting a ride in an F-150 lightning with Jim Farley. So anyway, he's known for being a real personable guy. Obviously loves the brand. He's been at Ford for a long time. And I just uh, thought it was worth noting that he went on this adventure because he wants to know what the pitfalls are. So this is a little odd and embarrassing. I did not know that uh, Jim Farley, CEO of Ford, is related to the late Chris Farley SNL star. Uh, I don't think a lot of people know that. Uh, funny tidbit, factoid to uh, to counter you. I'll take your Jim Farley, Chris Farley reference and I'll raise you a Tommy Boy reference. Okay. So Tommy Boy was released in 1995. So this year, obviously 2023, it was the, what is that? 23rd anniversary or something like that? I don't, whatever. Sorry, math in my head. 27th anniversary of Tommy Boy. Did you know that that was based on Farley's family? (laughs) No, was it really? Yeah. Okay, that's so. Weird. Uh, so Jim Farley, uh, in an interview earlier this year, uh, in like January, had uh, noted that uh, people ask him if uh, Tommy Boy was based on his family, and he says it, it was. He says uh, during the summers, Chris would travel on the road with his dad in Wisconsin, and, and every family has that kid that entertains anyone. And Chris was ours. He says, "God, we were lucky." So there you go, little uh, Jim Farley, Chris Farley trivia for you. There you go. Uh, I, I'm not too embarrassed now. Well, I, it's weird because I would have thought that, uh, you know, he would have uh, road tripped in a van and then parked it down by the river. But uh, See was what you did there? Thank you. I'll be here all night. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up eating a steady diet of government cheese and living in a van down by the river. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? Who you talking about, Willis? Okay. I said this a while ago. And I said this on this show. When... The Hummer came out when when they announced the new electric Hummer. Do you remember what I said was going to happen to Hummer? It would get canceled. No. (sighs) Man, what did you say about it? I said that when Hummer got lambasted the last time and pushed out of production was because they were highly inefficient gas vehicles. Oh, and you said the same thing would happen with this. So GMC comes out, revives the Hummer brand, 
has a horribly inefficient, but because it's EV, they get a green pass. And they go, whoa, we got a Hummer you can have, guilt-free. It's an EV, blah, blah, blah. I open up the drive today. You know what the headline is? Nope. The GMC Hummer EV is so inefficient, it makes other electric trucks look thrifty. <laughs> there are other articles this week also uh, mentioning the, the numbers, but it only gets 53 MPGE, which uh, which isn't... Which isn't great. You go to uh, mud train tires, that's 50 MPGE, which is the equivalent. Just to go through some of the different things. Yeah, how does uh, it compare to a Lightning? Rivian R1S is 68. The F-150 Lightning four-wheel drive with the extended range is 70. Mm. Um, so 53, not so, not not so great. Not so hot, no. But, but here's what's going to happen. Is they're going to start getting pressure that it's sucking up too much electrons, and it's in your it's once again excess, and Hummer owners are a holes, and they're taking all of our resources and all that stuff. And I'm telling you, it's coming. And this is the first hit are these couple stories that are already throwing throwing the shells over the bow, going, "Whoa, hey, <laughs> inefficiency world, Hummer's back." That's you insane. can't win. It's you a can't win. It's electric people, and you're right. They they will hate. You should be driving. You should be riding a bicycle instead of uh, that Hummer. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I guess those are two crazy. The Hummer EV but... is nine thousand pound curb weight. Three thousand of those pounds batteries. come from the batteries. Yeah. So that's uh, that's nuts. I'm just listen. I, I but sa- didn't they say that uh, who was it that we spoke with? Someone said that they had to detune the Hummer. Yeah, because it was doing wheels. It was doing wheelies. Yeah, right. That's awesome. Dude, wheel stands like the uh, the TRX and GTA. <laughs> you mean the the CGI uh, video that people keep sending me, even though we've talked about the podcast and said it's not real. You you don't own a TRX. I do. They keep sending I, me like I, Lightning. Will your truck do this? Dude, I'm like, it's so cool. Look it, at this. I'm like, it's not real. It's not real. Don't you see all the, all the other vehicles in the and that's yeah. passing it that don't have license yeah, plates? It's, it's whole, and there's like it's a Mercedes, but it has no star. It's all. Don't you not yeah. get that that's animated? Yeah. No, they're not looking close they, enough. I don't know. They just they, jumping off freeways. How many stuff. people I had? They're like, dude, it went over the overpass. What a police chase that must have been. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, on PlayStation. Anyway, <laughs> hey, lighting. Did you hear? Yeah. Nope. The base model Ford Bronco is dead for 2024. Oh. So now the cheapest model that you can get uh, after Ford raises prices on all models is now the $41,025 uh, Big Bend hmm. model. So no more uh, no more base. So now the trim walk for Bronco starts at Big Bend for uh, $41,025, which uh, is the only trim that's unchanged from uh, from 23 Black Diamond, which is $44,525. Heritage Edition, which is $49,750. Outer Banks forty nine eight thirty five, and it just starts going up from there. Badlands fifty one two ninety, Everglades fifty seven four fifteen, Wild Track sixty one nine twenty, Heritage Limited Edition seventy one five eighty, and the Bronco Raptor Raptor up from eighty eight four seventy five to ninety one seven thirty. Holy criminy! <laughs> Wait a minute. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine trim levels. Mm-hmm. Stop it, Ford. Well, they dropped one of them. There was ten. There were ten. Stop it. I'm just saying. But I mean, what? I don't even. That's that's just confusion right there. Yeah, I'm just telling you. That's uh, that's where you were. No, wait a minute. Did, didn't did, it's funny that they got nine trim levels, and then you got Mary Barra over at GM saying, "You know what? We're going to let a couple thousand employees go, and we're going to go to fewer SKUs, fewer part numbers." Uh-huh. And here's Ford going, "Hold my beer." Well, it's just like the Super Duty and everything else they make. It's it's 
Ford has always been that you, know, you go to a Japanese manufacturer, it's like, here's the trim level, here's what you get, and there's a couple packages you can add. Super simple. You go to Ford, and there's like six billion different build combinations of a Super Duty. And I'm like, you're, you're talking about plant complexity and stuff like that. For, even for the Wrangler for 2024, uh, and presumably the Gladiator, which hasn't been announced yet, but it will. They did away with a bunch of different functions here and there and simplified their lineup for build complexity because there are so many versions of the Wrangler. I'm sure you know, Ford uh, has the same thing with Bronco. But uh, So why are they sticking with it? Why is Ford committed to this complexity? Because they make money off of it. Oh, it's, okay. it the juice is worth the squeeze, apparently. Okay. Hey, Lightning. Did you hear? How about new? Nope. So the 2024 Chevy Colorado is now dropping the mid-range engine option. So, so the mid-range was the 2.7. They're all 2.7s. All okay. it was was the change that, it was the uh, tune that changed. Oh, okay. And so basically, apparently there's no more uh, mid-tune anymore. It's either going to be the base model or the top of the line, which is a 310, 430. That's awesome, by the way, that they can charge more. That's like an Apple phone, right? So you, you get just, to... Yeah, change the software. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, you don't even change the hardware. It's just the firmware yeah. inside. Yeah. And you activate a few new functions, you can charge more. It's awesome. It's like Tesla saying, oh, you bought the low range. Up, oh, there's an emergency in your area. Now you have the high range battery pack for free for two weeks, right? Anyway, so what got eliminated was what they were calling the Turbo Plus. So that's 310 horse and 390. So 310, 430 is the top engine. And so the, uh, the 2.7 liter base uh, engine was 237, 259. So that stays in the lineup. All right. Uh, there's some other changes coming to the uh, Colorado for 2024. So one of the other changes is uh, the 11 inch driver's information display is now standard. So uh, the cheaper models had the 8 inch screen before. So that's nice. And then uh, the WT work truck convenience package now gets a uh, floor console. So um, that was something that wasn't usually available on the work truck trim. There's the floor console, just like the center console yeah, down Yeah. And the, there's also a dark essentials package, which has a black bow tie emblem available on all sorts of grades. That's weird. I was in the mall last night, and I bought a dark essentials package. My I wife and I were enjoying that till late at night. I don't know what that means, nor do <laughs> I care. And then uh, now that the uh, ZR2 Bison is out, there is no more Desert Runner. Uh, we talked about that being a one-year-only model previously on the show. So uh, those of you who are looking into the 2024 Chevy uh, Colorado, um, oh, I'm driving the uh, ZR2 version of that in September. So we'll really? have a truck review on it. It'll be my first time in the uh, new Chevy platform. Okay, so I'm uh, looking forward to that. Definitely excited to bring that to uh, the Truck Show podcast. Where are you, are you I borrowing it or are you nope, going somewhere? I'm going on a press uh, drive. Oh, you are. I just got invited today. So gotcha. uh, signing up for that and making sure that we uh, can bring all of the relevant news and impressions to our listeners. Good for us. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? No. Nope. The uh, Ineos uh, Grenadier. And Which is the name that you keep saying, and I think it's bogus every time. Yeah, it's not. Uh, anyway, they have... Because uh, it doesn't sound like in your face, like what everyone... In your face, Ineos Grenadier. You, you can't not hear in your face. I've never heard that. You've never heard in, in your what, face? Nope. What? Because it's Ineos. I not, know not, that. Not Ineos. It's Ineos. It's the same thing. Uh, in your face. No. In your face. Anyway, uh, for people who love uh, the Defender in action in Africa, the uh, Grenadier uh, Safari comes complete with stadium seating, 
a canvas roof, and a folding windshield. So hopefully uh, you'll see more of those if you go on your African safari. Uh-huh. You'll be uh, driving around. I think they're pretty awesome. That with is no cool. Roof. Now with stadium seating, does it come with uh, bubble gum on the backs? Uh, they're not seats out of an actual stadium. Oh. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. Nope. Uh, Toyota released a uh, international version of the Ranga. Ranga? Ranga. What are you trying R-A-N-G-G-A to say? R-A-N-G-G-A concept, and it previews this- It's uh, Rangja. It's not, Ra- say it with me. Uh, Rangja. No, there's no J there. No? I think it's a- Unless it's a Rangja. I, uh, who knows? <laughs> anyway. Rickshaw. It's close to rickshaw. Okay. What it is is a mini truck for uh, international markets, and it is one of the ugliest, somewhat cutest things you've probably ever seen. Let me see. Let me um, see. Let me see. No, I'm, I'm going to describe it first because I want you to put it in your head because okay. you're not going to be able to understand it. All right. I'm going to close my eyes. Here I go. All right. So the front looks kind of like an FJ Cruiser in a way. It's kind of like got chamfered edges and stuff like, like that. I like that. That's a good start. And then the door looks like it could be an armored door. Just the way the structure is and the way it looks, but then it has like a super rudimentary like style uh, a dump bed on the back and steel wheels. Hmm. Um, so Toyota has gone to uh, great lengths of putting a bunch of these in CGI. I'm gonna throw it up on the uh, the Podshed uh, TV in here, so you can see. Behold the Renga. That is a Lego. That's it's a Lego sorta, truck. Looks like Lego. That's a Lego truck, and what I love it. What is it with 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 uh, Toyota making Lego trucks these no, days? No, dude, I'm telling no. you, I love that. Hold on, this is what I need to show you. Though, okay, we're gonna go through the trim walker. This is white. It's a white. Uh, so truck. I love this one with the Steelies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There's the dump bed on the I back. I love it. I love it all. And it barely looks like it would fit two people inside. Yeah, it's tiny. And do you like how the CGI has no lug nuts on the back? That's pretty funny. Or brakes or anything. <laughs> wait, wait, there's not even anything holding the wheel. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just it's, floating yeah. in space. They didn't even bother. Yeah, kind of funny. Uh, here's one as an ice cream oh, truck. Oh, man. That's not that one. Not, not, <laughs> that's not okay. Oh, I thought you were going to get excited about that. No, I don't like that version. All right. No. All right. How about one as a camper van? Which looks like part H3 electric truck. Yeah, that's, that's weird. Kind of weird, right? It's, the lines are so odd. By the way, someone drew this in Microsoft Paint. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it, not... It does look it's not, super, super old. I was going to... I'm not oh, sure... Oh, let me do the mini truck. Oh, hold on. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. That. Hold on. I know. All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. The coffee shop truck. Uh, okay, I don't. I don't mind that one. Now, I, I don't like know the, who I did like this. the Browns, but I, I like the the, the, the sh- not the shell. What would you call that? The box van part of the back. That's yeah, right. cool looking. Listen, if you guys are interested in seeing these folks, go to autoblog.com. Uh, but I, I I like Lightning's reactions here. Okay, so the, that's like a grandpa. I love this one. I love truck. it because it's a wooden, not wooden a dump bed. bed. There's yeah. some chrome in it. Yep. It's got old Land Cruiser FJ60 like uh, moon hubcaps on it. Oh, look what they put in the front. Yeah, little Factor winch. 55. Yeah, uh, yeah Ultra Link. Yep. Or, or, or actually, that's an Ultra Hook. Uh, and then we got the, the Firefighter one. Oh, that's cool, dude. That's, oh, that's a, I don't think that's, that's a cool. Lego fire truck. I know. It's, that's it's, not even real. That, there's the mini oh, truck. Oh, snap. And it looks like it has, what, Sparco wheels now, on it or why something? Did they do the, and it's got the Japanese the rise, uh, sun, rising, rising sun. sun yeah. That's kind of cool. It's a red truck with a white rising sun on it. Yeah. And it has a roll cage in the back. That's kind of cool. By the way, look at the wheels. They're all negative camber. Uh, of course. I don't it's hate this one. I don't, know who, I don't know who did this, but it's on Autobahn's Dude, website. a child Ambulance. did this. A kid no, did this. Well, it's like fourth grader. I don't think so. There's some cool no? ones in there. Nah, there's some cool Dude, ones Dude, I got to be honest. I love the first one the most, the white one. Go back to yeah, the original just the, one. No, just I, the standard mini truck. Stuff. The mini truck the is mini cool. The mini truck's badass. Yeah, it does look aggressive. It's got the- uh, It's what- This is the thing. What do you call the bar in the back? Like the- Roll bar, sport bar, whatever. Sport bar, yeah. Here's the thing. 
it's cool because it's a cheap thing. You can do whatever you want with it because you don't care. It's it's always fun to drive something slow fast and drive something fast slow. And yes. this is that this is that thing. You're gonna take something that who knows what it's gonna cost, but you know it's not coming to America. It's uh it's going to be some new model. This is a concept, and they're just playing with you. There's it's not it's. It's not real yet, but it's still fun. I want to, this to be it's still real. Fun dude. to pretend. I want that dump bed version, the white one, to be real. I know you do. That is so cool, huh? Huh. That, that I'm. That's neat. Thanks for doing that. Whoever did that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we need to get to an email. Donald Wilson sent one to truckshowpodcast at gmail and he said, "I contacted y'all to inquire about a Banks product for my 2023 Pro 4X Frontier." I included a picture of it in front of my work truck, a 2022 Pete 389. No sound effect, no no grunt, no no drool over a Pete 389. I was waiting for you to finish the email. Okay. I've been very... <clears throat> yeah. Pete, <laughs> long nose, what? Pete. Thank you. Oh, is that too late? A uh, little bit or, or too early. delayed, yes. Mm, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I've been a truck guy my whole life, drove Humvees, deuces, and five tons in the Army, I've been a commercial driver for 15 years and have, well, in excess of 1 million miles. I have an 86 F-250 that was my daily until I got the Frontier. I also have two project vehicles, a 98 Dakota and a 54 F-100. My wife drives a 12 Tundra and she loves it and would never part with it. My summer daily is a 21 Road Glide Limited. Does this guy have the ultimate garage or what? Sounds pretty good. Dude, so I think we need to call listener... Donald Wilson. But wait a minute. You're not even setting up why we're calling him. Because, oh, oh, because this is our new segment where we talk to you, the truck owner. Yeah, so we're going to do uh, you review your own truck because we're curious. We have so many people send us emails about, hey, I'm looking at XYZ truck or ABC truck, and what do you guys think? Well, we get to spend a little bit of time here and there with them. We certainly have our opinions about it, but we want to do a segment where we get real truck owners to review their truck, what they like about it, what they don't like about it. If you're a Ford guy, it's okay to say you don't like the turbo lag on your Super Duty or something like that, or or you know your GM warranty didn't cover something at X mile, whatever. We want to hear the the nitty gritty and the down and dirty. So uh, this is our new segment We're, called. Can I say it? The, well, have we settled on it? Yes. We, we're emailing back and forth. No, I think stuff. I've got it. All right. It's called you review. Tell us all about your truck. Is it great or does it suck? Before I buy, I need a clue. Don't pull punches. You review. You review. Hello? Hello, is this Donald Wilson, Lightning and Holman, Truck Show Podcast? How's it How going? How you guys doing? We're doing great. We're Good. doing outstanding. Good. You are the first person in our new segment, and uh, <laughs> it's we've, we've talked about this segment for quite some time, where we were going to find listeners that had cool truck collections, but you put us over the top. We saw your email, and we're like, oh my God, we've got to talk to Donald. Like, this is ridiculous. You have every man's dream garage. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think it's, I mean, look, you got supercar guys where they have Paganis, Ferraris, you know, Lambos, yeah, yeah. but then you have the old, the holy grail of like truckness. And I think that with the Pete as the cornerstone, 
that it's it's pretty <laughs> damn strong. The Pete is basically the uh, Harley Davidson of uh, semis, but then he basically has that, a Harley Davidson. The Harley also. Davidson yeah. of the Harley <laughs> Davidsons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've said that about the Pete's a lot. The three eighty nine is is they're the, special. It's not the best truck out there, but it's the it's the one we all want to drive. Exactly. There's there's a lot of vehicles out there that aren't the best. They're just they they're special. They either make you feel good when you drive them, or they just as a whole you just have a smile on your face when you're behind the wheel, and that's what matters. Oh yeah, yeah. When people think of a truck, that's what they think of is a Pete three eighty nine. Now tell me, the Jake brake makes all the noise that we love. <laughs> Please. Well, they're not as loud now as they used to be back in the day. Oh. They've quietened them down. Okay. Every town you roll into has got a sign that says no jakes. And Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, now they're all over yeah, the place. When I was oh, on, yeah. uh, off the yeah. 10 yesterday, and uh, there was a downhill section at, in, adjacent to the gas station, and here comes a Pete rolling down the interstate, and it was full blast on the Jake break. I was like, yeah. Dude, all those towns <laughs> yeah, they with can... no Jake break. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, you know, it's been scientifically proven that a Jake break is quieter than a truck crashing through your living room. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Oh, yeah. Very good, very good. Tip your yeah, wager. There you go. <laughs> so so uh, what, uh, what engine powers the Pete? You know, Cat quit making uh, on-road, on-highway engines. Yeah, a while back, it's got a uh, it's got a Cummins 15 liter. Okay, all right. I don't think there's anything I'm, wrong with that. I'm, no, no, no. That's a good engine. You know, um, the G so, is silent in that, right? It's not coming. Did I say? <laughs> right. did, no. did I say coming? No, you, I didn't, no, I didn't, no, 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 no. You, you said it the right yeah, way. Yeah, I know. I, I know the G is silent. We. we <laughs> We just laugh because uh, we, we and we're gonna make T-shirts soon that have the hashtag the G is silent. We just uh, it, it, it will never cease to not humor us that when you read it, it says the jizzlent. <laughs> you're gonna be in a bar and yeah. someone's gonna go, "What is the jizzlent?" And you're, you're like, like, "Well, it's not what you think it is." <laughs> no, he's gonna say, "Let's walk outside to my truck." <laughs> you hear a lot of people. You hear a lot of people saying it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what kind of transmission yeah. is that engine in front of? An 18-speed Eaton Fuller. Okay. Wow. And that, yeah, yeah, I like the stick not, a lot better. Not not one of these uh was it the uh, Cascadas that have the uh the automatic transmission so anybody can drive a truck now and then now whenever you drive on the interstate you can tell all the uh people who probably shouldn't be driving a semi and they're all automatics. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. I've 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 had one of those in the past and they're sure nice when you get in the big city like Atlanta or sure. Dallas or Houston or somewhere there should but but I don't I don't go places like that, so I'm pretty happy to have the 18 speed gives you uh, a, a lot more options. Now, are you skipping for, gears? I got to assume you're making a lot of skips. Yeah, when you're when you're empty, you're running it like a nine speed. Okay. Yeah, you're starting out in like fourth gear, and then and then just every other gear. So it's uh, you just shift it shifts like a five speed. Then so you go through the gears and you split every gear. And then it's got a selector, and you you pull it up, and it, you go through the upper nine gears. So what I want to know is, uh, all you uh, big rig truck drivers out there are are clearly better drivers than just about oh I don't know ninety nine percent of people on the road you have to be. But what's amazing to me is I have been driving across. I, I drive across the country all the time, and I've been like on Interstate seventy in Colorado, in a full whiteout blizzard, in an all wheel drive Grand Cherokee can't see the lines for the life of me trying to stay on the highway there's no place to pull over oh, can and i, I guess do, your question and i'm doing 35 miles an hour 
and here comes an 80,000 pound big rig going by me at 55 zero f's given and i'm like how no because i thought your question was what is your superpower no, like, I, well, I, I, exactly. I, it's well to weight. I mean, it's eighty thousand pounds, so it takes a lot to slide off. Yeah, the road, but look but, at your body; you've got a lot of weight. Yeah, I don't have eighty thousand pounds. I'm just, I was amazed. I was trying not to get run, you know, run into from behind. That was my biggest fear: is I couldn't go faster because I couldn't see, and I couldn't go slower because all the big rigs were like twenty miles an hour faster than me. So it's wild. I was on the Alcan Highway well, up going through the Yukon. This is many, many years ago. And the same thing happened where I'm cruising along in my Ford Ranger. I think is what we had. And trucks are just coming up, barreling around us, and we couldn't see where we were going. We had to pull off into an embankment, and the truck just... So, so explain that to us. I'm like you. I'm pulling off in the embankment. I don't know those guys. I think I think they're the ones that end up in the ditch. Uh, <laughs> a lot of that comes from dispatchers for, uh, and uh, forcing guys to run, try to make their load times and stuff, you know. Uh, it's, it's insane out there. If, I was uh, if, driving back from Utah. It, and there's 75 mile an hour crosswinds, and I saw big rigs in front of me going up on two wheels on the trailers in the back. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be anywhere near you right now, sir. Yeah, that's scary. That's scary getting up on two wheels because of the wind. I used to run up in Wyoming a lot, and the wind's always blowing up there, and uh, you, you got to be really careful. Have you uh, been up on, on one, one side? Of, uh, I've never tipped it over. I've I've been blown pretty hard though, uh, where. You look in the mirror, and the trailer's hanging way out to the side. Oh, I haven't pulled. I, I haven't pulled too many dry vans. I've always pulled mostly tankers, and so and you're so explosive if you turn over. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You, they spilled a load of gasoline up on Wolf Creek Pass this winter. Sometime oh. uh, had it set down for a while. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's not a good thing. No, <laughs> you got to be extra careful with that stuff. What year is the peak? It's a twenty-two. Oh wow! So yeah. if you look, here's what I love about the, even the new ones, is they look just like the old ones. I, I think they even have probably the same doors and everything. But the the uh, interior is, is pretty modern. It kind of looks like a, uh, a like I don't know, a cargo van interior or something like that. It's it's pretty amazing, like the creature comforts that are on the new trucks. Oh yeah, they're they're pretty nice. But you know, I spend I spend twelve hours a day in that truck, eleven hours driving. So. It's it's got to be comfortable to keep your attention on the road, you know, and not, you know, you don't want it so comfortable you're fall, you're falling asleep and stuff. But it's got to be. I just like how it still has a two piece windshield. Be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's you know that's they're not the most aerodynamic out there, but they're <laughs> it's still cool. They they definitely they definitely still got that look. I mean, you can tell, you know, guys that know them can tell by looking at the headlights what what your model. Oh yeah. You're in. Yeah, but, the new uh, the new grills you know, definitely the, give it away. Yeah, the newer one's got the LED headlights and stuff. Now, I have a, I have a question. Are you guys, so most of the world and, you know, off-roading and stuff like that, people are moving to GMRS radios because there's a whole lot more uh, um, range. Are you guys still on CB radios in the big trucks, or are you guys switching to GMRS? Or are you happy all of the uh, normal people are going over to uh, GMRS so you guys have CBs to yourselves now? Well, you know, the CBs aren't used like they were back in the day, uh, a lot of guys don't even have them turned on anymore, but yeah, we're still using CBs and like we use them more. I go to a mine to load every day and we use them more talking to loader operators and stuff like that. They don't talk on the radio as much like they used to. It's hard to get a smoky report like they did back in the 70s. <laughs> now, do, do you uh, still use uh, things like uh, coming up your back door, mofo, or uh, anything like that? Well, the fact that he still calls them smokies is pretty yeah. rad. <laughs> <laughs> not, not so much, you know, back... Uh, yeah, we just don't talk to each other much at all, and a lot of guys won't have them on, and 
That's sad. Um, there, I felt like there's a community would, out there. It would, well, it, it would be better if it was, but, it, you know, it's uh, like asking about the traffic ahead or yeah. talking to each other, going different directions and the weather and, you know, when does this snow squall blow out or is the port open, stuff like that. Or traffic stopped ahead of you. <laughs> Yo, yeah, that too. I remember in Boy Scouts, we'd go out on like a trip and everybody would be loaded into one of the vans and I had like my Radio Shack realistic handheld CB with like the metal telescoping antenna that was about 36 inches long. And the whole trip out to wherever we were going, the whole car of scouts is, you know, trying to get truckers to talk to us. It was hilarious. And uh, you would listen to the chatter. And that's sad to know that that's not, that's not the same today. Uh, you know, once in a while I'll pass somebody and they'll say something. We'll talk for a minute. And then, uh, but the range, you know, especially where I'm running, you know, with the hills and mountains yeah. and stuff, you don't have too much range. Yeah. We'll give each other heads up on what's going on when we're going different directions you know donald let's talk through some of the other trucks here so you've got a 23 pro 4x frontier let's see what color is that Holman? it's uh, kind of a mine's cardinal red cardinal red okay i think mine's the same thing well it's, the, it's a great color is the yeah is the cardinal red the plain red and then they've got like a ruby red too or something oh yeah I don't this, think you can get it on the pro 4x though this one's the ruby red pro 4x all right that's cool that's cool yeah we uh i mean i've been listening to y'all and uh uh, they sure sound like a good truck, and we just decided, oh, it's been a month or so ago, we'd stop by and drive one. And so, But I'm pretty happy with this Nissan. The interior is really nice. It's got the upgraded interior with leather and the full Fender audio, or uh, is it Fender? Yeah, yeah Fender yep, audio Fender, systems. Yep. And, like, I would never order one with the sunroof, but it's got the sunroof and everything on it. So oh, so you must have gotten the uh, the Lux package. Now, let me, let me ask you this. Do we sound better over the Fender audio system than we sound right now? Or do we sound worse? Well, <laughs> I listen to you at work through the truck stereo. So <laughs> I haven't listened to you in the Nissan. But, okay, uh, got it. Yeah. Well, yeah. hopefully the Nissan makes us funnier. I, I doubt it. <laughs> no, there's, there's, that technology doesn't exist for at any price point in any uh, modern <laughs> no, truck. Well. Donald, what surprised you in a, in a good way most about the Frontier? When you got it, you bought it, you got it home, you go, wow, this one thing is cooler than I expected. Well, I really, it's got the, uh, the lighted up, pro 4x on the uh on the sill plate when you open the door that's really cool i don't know just everything about it it's it's nice it's we've been driving full-size trucks so it's you know it's nice it's a lot easier to park these trucks have gotten so big i had an 18 super duty and i had a oh i had a rebel and i had a uh a rebel's a great truck too that's uh, that's oh yeah yeah i wish i'd have kept i should have kept that one yeah it was it was it had the hemi and yeah it was it was it was a lot of fun to drive, and then I had a Cummins in a G Silent in a twenty five hundred, <laughs> and that and that was a pretty nice truck too. But you know the thing is, I got rid of the Super Duty because I was only driving three miles each way to work, and that's just oh, that's not, bad uh, for diesels because you're just it's gonna, probably all well, regen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I bought it, you know, we were living in a in a forty foot fifth wheel, and uh, so it was to pull that, and we pulled it once and sold it, and. I hated to get rid of the trucks. It was the Lariat with the Lariat Ultimate package and had the leather and all that stuff. In nice. It. And uh, it was a super nice truck. I got yeah, I got to know so, what you think of the zero gravity seats. I love them. I love them. I got to I got to take everything out of my pockets when I get in, and then they're they're great. Just yeah. let your butt nestle into the uh, comfort of the. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, and I'll tell yeah. you, um, this is no joke. The Frontier and the Titan. When you sit in the seats on either one of those trucks, you immediately feel how comfortable they are. And I go back and forth between them. Uh, and I'll get in in a fr the Frontier or the the Titan. And I'll be like, oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, these seats. They're just something they immediately are are. Well, you've just taken a couple road trips in this one out yep. here. Let's move on to the ninety-eight. No, let's yeah, the ninety-eight Dakota, and then the fifty-four F one hundred. What's going on with those? Well, so the fifty-four F one hundred was just kind. Of, it was on Facebook Marketplace for a while. The guy had like four or five of them, and he had them stored where he was working. Needed to get rid of them, and I got it dirt, dirt cheap, but it doesn't have a title on it. But it, uh, we know a guy. It came out. Of, yeah, <laughs> we know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I know how to get a bonded title. I just haven't started it yet, so sure. I haven't done anything with it because I'm not going to put any money in it until I get a title. Yeah, absolutely. So, and here in New Mexico, they uh, they issue you a builder's title, and then you got to take it and get it inspected after you. Uh, oh yeah. After uh, after you know, make sure all the lights and the horns and all that stuff works. I like the fifty-four then, grill, by the way, on that body style. The the uh, the slant cab, oh yeah, the big window. I yeah. love the that grill. Yeah. So cool. Well, so so this truck, the cab is beautiful. It doesn't have any rust anywhere on the truck. Wow. Uh, any any rust through? It's got some surface rust in a couple places, and the cab's got maybe three or four small dents in it. But every other panel on that truck is trash. I mean, the, the fenders are cut and curled under. and the, Yeah, it's just it, – but the cab is – you know, the cab is That's the hard part. And, yeah. But there's, o- there's only – you know, there's only so many 54 Fords left. They don't really make them anymore. And I would con- kind of always wanted an Effie, so I got that. And uh, Nice. It's just – it's and so then the Dakota, I was wanting to do a rebody on the, on the Ford, put it on modern chassis. And uh, so I picked the Dakota up real cheap, and the guy said it had a rod knock, but it was running. So I trailered it at home and went and spent $200 on a battery. When did batteries get to be $200? Yeah, no anyway. kidding. And they only last two years now versus they used to last <laughs> yeah, seven or eight. Yeah. So I put, I, I put a battery in it and got it started and running and put a rod through the side of the block right away. So. Oh, I was expecting you to say so, something like you had uh, Marble <laughs> Mystery Oil added to it and it, it ran another 200,000 miles. <laughs> but first, but first cheap as I bought it, I don't care. It's a, you know, it's an 0.52 Mopar, so. No, that's a simple uh, engine. I'll probably, I'll probably put a 5.9 in Three, it. 318, or, yeah, go to 360. Yeah, yeah uh, go to a 360, yeah. Nice. Although I've got a 440 sitting in the garage. I, I've, so I've been thinking about just sticking the 440 <laughs> in that. But and, throw uh, a wedge motor and uh, just let the uh, rear yeah, end of the yeah. truck, just, yeah. just leave the whole back well, end behind. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to have to put a 9-inch or an 8-8 eight eight or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's going to uh, need a little bit more. Yeah, Although I so wonder, the, if he does the, the 5.9, what would, would, would the tires smoke more or the engine? <laughs> well probably the tire well yeah <laughs> depends how many miles definitely the tires uh yeah so anyway those are both just kind of projects they're waiting around on you know getting getting going i mean i'm working 60 70 hours a week so i'm not well make sure you make time for yourself and some uh, truck much. projects well and and so then here recently i bought a uh i bought an 86 f250 and i've been i've been tinkering with it and stuff and then uh had a little mishap on the motorcycle and it's been in the shop for a while and I had to start daily driving the F two fifty, which you never really want to daily drive something until it's ready, but but it's doing okay. It's got a it's got the five eight in it and uh you know, the big sterling rear axle and Dana what is it, forty four front. It's got the twin traction beam. Yep, T T B. And uh, yeah, I, I like it. I, I know everybody wants a solid axle, but I, I like TTB. Like you can beat game. the crap yeah. out of it. The only thing that sucks about TTB oh, is the yeah. radical camber change going around corners. But if you know how to drive one of those, yeah. impossible to, to hurt it. They just they just take, yeah. take the abuse. What's the long term plan for it? 
I don't even know if I'm going to paint it. I sent y'all a picture. It's sunburned really, really bad. I mean, almost all the way down to the rockers. Uh, I've got some of the parts to do the interior, but right now I'm putting a little bit of a, I'm putting a leveling kit on the front and I'm going to put 35s on it, new wheels. I may or may not throw a coat of flat black or I might just drive it sunburned. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that part, but just get it running good so I can drive it. And then I'd like to go up to, uh, they're doing the full size invasion in Moab. I'd love to go up there for that. Yeah, I go through I go through Moab twice every day. Yeah, what do you think of the uh, the whole con- uh, conversation about building the bypass highway so the trucks can bypass downtown? That's super controversial I, in that town. Is, is it? I, I didn't really know anything about it, but it it seems like uh, you know they got signs. The trucks are supposed to go to the center line when we go through the center of town there. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah, I, I generally try to go to the center line when I'm going through a town anyway, just because I don't want to be going by the parked cars real close. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and uh, it gives you a little more reaction time so you don't hit a pedestrian. or Yeah, it would probably be better for the town, I don't know, Yeah, to get the trucks there's out of town. There's supposed to be if a there's, truck stop on uh, 191 uh, south out of town being built at some point, but I don't know if they they fought that or if it's not built yet, but that was something a few years ago they are talking about having a truck stop down there. Well, right now, I know if I run through there early, early in the morning, like 2 or 3 o'clock, there's uh, trucks parked all along Main Street on the shoulder yeah. in town. And I, I, I'd never thought we that would be a good place to put or, I didn't figure the city wanted us there, but yeah. they seem to let them. They seem to let them park there for overnight or for their ten hours. Donald, what's the situation with truckers pulling over at all sorts of spots, off ramps, on ramps, side streets? I guess it's logging hours, right? Well, I'm just saying, like, but in it, it's most typically at night, of course. Your, lo- your log book is full, and you got to go pull well, over now. Well, is, yeah, there- so. Are there legalities? You, like, can you just pull over wherever the hell you want? Is because there's guys like it depends in Miss in Mississippi. You can't. It just depends on the state, but or and local restrictions. But a lot of places build a wide shoulder on the on ramps and off ramps, just so the trucks will have a place to park for overnight. You know, with the electronic logs, once your once your log says you're out of time to drive, you have to be stopped. You know, we don't get a ticket automatically if we go over our hours, but if we get you know, we get inspected in that next two-week time frame. Uh, you would get a ticket, and then the other thing is, the company safety guys looking at your logs, so so you can get in trouble with the company for going over your hours too, because the company could get in trouble. And is it all so electronic like, now, so they can see it live? Yeah, uh, they can't see it live. They have uh, when you get inspected, you either they give you an email address to send it to, or there's a function that just sends it over the Wi-Fi to their computer at the port. And so they can see two weeks worth of logs. Like I'm running basically 700 miles a day and my speed's limited. Uh, The other thing is companies limit our speeds. The insurance companies limit our speeds through the company. So I can run 75, which is pretty fast, but I'm running 700 miles and the fastest I can go 75. And of course, the speed limit where it's lower than that. Well, so is uh, that electronically limited or oh, it is? Yeah, the the truck is limited. It's in the it's in the uh, computer. They can plug into the OBD port and change it. Most vehicles are limited from the factory to top speeds. I've heard you all talk about that, but like it used to be 100 miles an hour. Yeah, it depends uh, these days you on know, tire rating and things like that. So I want Isn't the know, Raptor limited cuz of tires? Yeah, Raptor and uh, TRX, the TRX has a uh, 18 inch, uh, I think it's a uh, S rated, which is one, 
uh, no, S might be 112. It's whatever's after that T, where it's uh, rated to 117 or something. I think like just shy of 120. Yeah. Not like, that well, I would know. Yeah. That's what I know. I think 117, 118. That might be S. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you have to put some Z rated tires on it. What's amazing, those stock tires are actually kind of marvels of engineering because they have to be able to put up with really bad abuse off road and not get a puncture, but also have a speed rating to maintain. You know, loading heat over you know 100 miles an hour for you know long periods of time. So it's pretty amazing tire technology today. Yeah, that's asking for a lot in those in those super trucks. The, Absolutely. You know, you're you're expecting a lot out of the tires on them. Well, I mean, every time Lightning gets in his, he's asking a lot out of it as well. <laughs> Why? Because of my weight? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm fat. You had to what get about? you had to get 700 horsepower. You you make fun of me. I only have 470. <laughs> How much do you weigh? You'll. How, I, what, I wonder who weighs more, you or I? Uh, 215. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like 213. <laughs> Crap. Uh, now I'm 212. <laughs> I'll just you sta- stand by because... Uh, uh, You're going to let some out right here yeah. just to weigh less? Yeah. <laughs> just, to, just to beat you, I'm going to leave you a present right on the seat. <laughs> how dare you. Uh, Donald, here's how we close out the, uh, the session. Please let us know what you like and dislike about the Truck Show podcast. The hosts. Well, Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> They're not anything I dislike. I've only I've only been listening to y'all for about four months, which I only started listening to podcasts about six months ago. Okay. And uh, so about 10 hours a day I'm binging, and I'm going to be in trouble when I run out of old episodes. <laughs> well, don't worry. You have <laughs> our phone number now. We're only a phone call away. So if you need uh, oh, okay. you somebody to talk okay, to you before just... you uh, bed down for the night. Wait a minute. Oh, it's like I ran out of episodes. Oh, Can you okay. talk to me for an hour? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great service. So we can we can expand the podcast, personalized podcasting. It's a new uh, innovation from uh, Truck Famous LLC. Yeah, I love the show. I mean, you guys, uh, you talk to the big wigs at all the all the manufacturers, and I'm you know I'm talking Ford and Chevy, not well, yeah, Chevy and Dodge and sure. Ram, and uh, it's pretty cool. The the guys you get on the show and. Uh, the embargoes get a little irritating, but that's okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love Amy. She's she's cool. And, oh, uh, she loves you too. Five star review. Yeah. Five star. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did she just you give know, Donald I, a five star? I gave her I, five. Yeah. yeah, gave him five stars. Yeah. I just I just listened to that episode last week. Uh, it's in the forties or fifties, I think, and. Uh, I didn't realize it was Emmy until I heard the episode. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, you heard the I original like, one where she gave us five stars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I always listen to the new one Monday morning, and then uh, sometimes, well, when I first started listening, I started with, like, the first episode and was going to catch up because that's what I did on some of the other podcasts I listened to before I found you. And, uh, and then I realized, wow, this is – it was kind of old information. It's like I better listen to some of the new ones and come backwards. And uh, all right, that's fair. So I did. So I did that. And so now I've got like, I don't know about a hundred episodes in the middle. I need to listen to. Really enjoying them. Well, uh, we appreciate you. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you all for right. listening. Thank right. you for supporting our 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 sponsors. Thank you for supporting Nissan. Oh, and well, we appreciate it. Can I ask one question? Absolutely. On the does Banks have a pedal monster coming for the uh, frontier? As a matter of fact, we do. How okay. about how about you I'll and I? Watching for that. You and I stay in touch, oh. and the moment we have it, I will get one off to you. How about that? Oh, I appreciate that. That's awesome. That, awesome. That's our uh, our thank you for uh, spending some time with us today. 
All right. Well, thank you, guys. Yep. And just remember. It was great to talk to you, Do Lightning and Holman. Yep. Donald, just remember. <laughs> Thanks for watching. And remember, everything matters. Everything matters. <laughs> I have no idea what that means, but it's funny. All right. Well, we yeah, it is. All right. We appreciate you, and uh, and thanks for uh, taking some time, and uh, be safe out there. Thank you, guys. Oh, I appreciate and it. And also, if there's a black TRX that doesn't use his blinker and cuts you off and doesn't leave enough breaking room, that would be lightning I don't uh, know what at you're talking about. I don't know what you're well, saying right now. I I don't think your GVR is enough for me to be in the bed. <laughs> you might want, you might not want to do that. <laughs> hey, but I don't have your address. We need to send you a sticker. So Donald, uh, hit oh, me okay. back. Text me back your address, and I'll uh, fire you off a couple stickers because we need we need one on the Pete. We need one on your wife's Toyota Tundra. Uh, is it a Tundra? Yep. And the one and on, the one on the, yep. one of the front. She has a All right. All right. Sure enough. Sounds Thanks, great. Donald. All right, brother. Awesome. All right. Thank we'll you, talk gentlemen. Soon. You got to talk to you. All right. All right. Uh, bye bye. All right. Bye. All right, uh, what do you say we get into some listener emails? You email? Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. I email. Send it. We email. Click it. Everybody email. All right, Holman's uh, divvying up the email over on his side of the bench. I gotta open up this one in uh, in Pages here, which is like the Mac version of uh, Word. Because I had to. Yeah, copy what happened to your computer? Over. Did you get your computer working, or no, the whole thing is it dead? I didn't. It's still dead. Yeah. Did you, Windows you, took a crap. Did you back it up? Uh, no, no. Like the, I don't think that my hard drives are dead. Like all my storage is good, but you Windows hope. Windows itself took a crap, and so I can't boot. And I got to take it to uh, Micro Center somewhere and, and have them do it. And I, it's funny. I gave my, pile. I, I gave the computer. It's a nice, really nice Dell. Gave it's my, not that nice right now. It's not nice right now. No. And I, so I gave it to my kid who's eighteen. Yeah. And I said, go over there during the week and get it fixed for me. Okay. You got nothing else going on. He's not working right now. Yeah. He's got another two weeks before school starts. Your first year is college. And he went to sleep. So he drives down there. Yeah. All, it's like. From Long Beach to Santa Ana, it's whatever, yeah. 40 minutes. He yeah. goes down there. He walks in the door and he goes, he calls me, he goes, Dad, the line's really long. I'm going to go home. And he freaking goes home. Yeah, well, that's bad parent training right <laughs> He's there. He's like, goes home. I go, no, you just drove 40 minutes. That's a Get the issue. freaking computer fixed. Uh, nope. Well, I, and you, you probably fed him that night too, didn't you? Of course. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's why. All right, I'm going to start with the uh, world's longest email from Dane. Uh, he was the one I uh, teased over from last uh, show. Lightning and Holman or Holman and Lightning, has this been solved yet? Um, yes, it's Lightning and Holman, so it says on the T-shirt, which you guys haven't seen, so you'll have to take my word for it. I've been a listener since episode six. I know it must be hard to believe, but you've kept the suckage at a moderate enough level to keep this listener entertained all this time. That's funny because uh, I've also been listening since uh, episode six. And me too. Love all the interviews with industry leaders, reviews, news, and listener emails that you bring to the show. By the way, this should be a freaking review. Dane, if you haven't left a review, put all this that you're about to tell me on uh, Apple Podcast app. Five stars, please. So he goes on to say, this really hits home and brings things full circle for me as someone who works in the research and engineering side of the industry. Previously, I worked with Cummins in Columbus, Indiana for over a decade and then relocated to Minnesota in 2018, where I bounced around a few different companies before landing at CVF Racing, CVF Off-Road in 2020. That's a tongue twister. CVF Off-Road. 
Um, CVF Off-Road. It's a tough one, isn't it? Say it again. CVF Off-Road. CVF Off-Road. I guess it's not that tough. Working on the engineering side of things, most of the customer feedback that gets us is the negative stuff. Common phrases like, this broke, this should be stronger, this would work better for my unique application if only dot dot dot. Internally within the company, it doesn't get much better with phrases like, you need to reduce cost by X, and it must maintain the same strength and durability and so on. I'm sure you can see how over time this can beat you down and think everything you make is absolute junk. Fortunately, there is the Truck Show podcast that brings a refreshing reminder of all the positive customer interactions. Mm, Okay. You shed a light on the fact that more than 99% of customer interactions that never get to us are fantastic. They actually like what we make, or should I say, love. Love to a point where they get, dare I say, tribal. Before arguing about whose product is better on Facebook or even getting a logo tattoo, the love abounds. Anyway, this is a long, roundabout way of saying thank you. I really appreciate what you guys do for the industry. You have earned a lifetime listener and supporter. Nice. Appreciate that. So I've got two questions I'd like to ask you guys. First one is for me. The second one is for CVF Off-Road. For some context on the personal question, I've been a ZR2 fan since they were first released on the S10 platform. When the ZR2 was released on the Colorado platform, I was super amped, but have been a little leery on pulling the trigger. It's not uncommon for first-year models to have bugs, so it doesn't hurt to wait a few years before purchasing. I Would you agree with that, Holman? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, then you hear about the new turbo four-cylinder engine being designed that sounds phenomenal wait a little longer now gm releases the new engine performance packages for all the four-cylinder turbo engines and this is where my predicament comes in i prefer a more stripped down vehicle so my first question is get a base model truck and install ten thousand dollars worth of coilovers upper control arms leaf pack wheels and tires and locking diffs or just buy the zr2 because a base truck will never really be a zr2 The cost of modifying a base truck will probably still be under the cost of a ZR2. I do pull a light trailer and a boat from time to time and only serious off-road a few times a year on fire roads or two-track. Current truck is a 2008 Silverado quad cab with Fox coilovers, upper control arms, deaver leaf springs, and two bumpers I built. So let's answer that first question, and then I'll go to the second question, Holman. Do you choose the ZR2 that's got all the bells and whistles from the get-go, or do you buy the base model and upfit it? All right, so uh, for me, I would just get the uh, ZR2. Um, but that's me. It depend, you know, your mileage may vary. It depends on your use case. The issue is, is I don't think you can get a GM Performance factory tune for the base model. And now with 2024, they're getting rid of the mid, so you're going to get the upgraded engine anyway, which you would have gotten anyway, uh, with the ZR2. As far as output goes, you're going to add... I, I'm not sure the aftermarket has caught up with uh, the Colorado platform yet, where they have a front locker, for example. So you're going to get all that from the factory. You're going to get a warranty. You're going to have the engine with all the proper cooling to tow, do all that kind of stuff. Sure, you could buy a base model truck and add all that stuff, but you're still going to be missing some things, you know, chassis bits that are going to give it more capability. So on this particular one, if you're asking me which way I would go, I'd get the ZR2, be happy, and have a fully functioning truck and wrap it into one payment, not have to build it over time. And I agree with you, but for different reasons. I look at it like a young guy who is cost-conscious and really enjoys building a truck over time, right? You spend a couple of years and you make it your own. But then as you get older, and I don't know how old he is, but I feel like time becomes more precious 
and it makes more sense just to buy something that is right from the get-go. And then, of course, you're going to do some small things, tint the windows, there's, put wheels and tires on, stuff like that. There's still plenty to do to a ZR2, Right, I know, but, you're not, but you're, not, you're not doing heavy lifting, right? When you buy the base model, you're doing a lot of heavy lifting to get it to the ZR2 level. But if you start with the ZR2, then you're just going to play around. Every couple of months, you'll add something, and it's a lot easier, and you've got the base already handled, you know? Just get the ZR2 and be happy. That's yeah. all. So, Dane, the second question that you had is kind of inside baseball, and you're asking about influencers and how to get people to uh, be Listen, interested in your product. Yeah, so you're I- trying to get exposure for the uh, the new brand. I would say this. Email your favorite podcast and see if they'll read your brand on the air and <laughs> expose it for free to their millions of listeners. Right. Or and the answer is no. Thousands of in- <laughs> listeners. All right, here's the deal. I have a problem with influencers, generally speaking. I don't like the term. Uh, I like to to more ambassador, and you may go, oh, it's just, you know, it's it's vernacular. What's the difference between an influencer and an ambassador? To me, is an ambassador is somebody who liked your brand before you were anything. That person is more likely to be loyal to you because they're already a fan of the, the product, and if they've grown their own deal, stick with them. You said you've got CVF Racing. Do you have any guys on the racing side that also are off-roaders that have a following? Engage those people that have already been fans of the brand. You're already familiar with working with them. Don't go chase everybody else. Most of the influencer game, these people don't have very good engagement. They bought their followers. It's really hard to figure out you know, who the good guys are versus who the guys who and, say and, they're and good. And I can tell you this, Dane. I do this for banks on the, on the daily. And I have reached out to million-plus uh, subscriber accounts, right? A guy like Tavarsh, for example. And I, I love Fred. He's an awesome dude, and I love his channel. But he hasn't moved the needle for us. For, for selling parts. He uh, he might sell like video games and stuff like that, but when it comes to our parts, it doesn't work. What moves the needle for, for banks specifically? It's a guy with like a thousand followers and his followers are friends and family and people that really love what he does. That's why they're following him. And when he says, I just bought this thing, those thousand people really perk up and it well, actually and they're real the followers they're so, real followers so yeah. they're people that are going to be interested in what that person has to say anyway all i'm saying is don't get sucked into the influencer trap there are better ways to get in front of people that have a higher engagement with lower numbers of followers and today to access those followers anyway you have to pay a premium so people have to amp their posts. So a lot of those guys are going to cost a lot of money. So work with those guys that are maybe five to 10, 15,000 followers that you already know, that you already have relationships with, that might already know the brand, and, and work through them. So you'll probably see a lot more ROI for a lot less outlay. And you know what else? And this is going to sound silly, but <clears throat> look, you're already watching YouTube. I, at least I hope you are, or, or somebody on your marketing team. If you, if you see an, uh, a video that's in your feed that's being recommended to you and it's off-road related, reach out to the dude. Most people, most, not all, but most will have a contact on their uh, About Me page on YouTube and just write them an email and go, hey, I'm at, I'm at CBF Off-Road and we have these bumpers. Would you like to, to try them? And by the way, the new currency is product. So don't be afraid to send out promo product to the right people. So that is what we are telling you, Dane. It's an awesome email. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. All right, I got this one from uh, Nicholas Santano, Black License Place. It says, hey, guys, I know Lightning is dying for a Black License Place, so I thought I'd share some cool uh, ones we have here in Wisconsin. We have collaborations with Milwaukee Bucks, Milwaukee Brewers, Harley-Davidson, and now Road America 
for cool license plate options. Road America is a legendary four-mile race course track that is arguably one of, if not the best tracks here in America. It provides 14 unique turns and multiple elevation changes to challenge even the best driver. If you find yourself in Wisconsin, you should check it out. Anyways, I obviously love the track and jumped at the opportunity to show my support, plus a black plate with a white vehicle just looks so good. Also, I sent the email below, and you even read it on the podcast, but never received any stickers. What gives lightning? Uh, he gives back to us in July, so he's probably got them by now. Uh, keep up the great work, guys. Yeah, buddy, and five stars. Cheers, Nick. Yeah, buddy. Five star review. Five stars. And by the way, the uh, Road America license plate from Wisconsin has the track outline. And your man Lightning here saw the photo and, and I said, think it's a limp phallus. He said, why is Wisconsin shaped so funny? <laughs> I was like, that is a racetrack, sir. Is a true, wait, wait, wait. That's a true story. What? Do, don't, do I need the address? Have I sent him stickers? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. It should be in the, uh, in the uh, sticker Why pile. you could just unfold that, give it to me. No, uncrumple it and hand it to me. Come on now. Don't make it. Ah, throw it at me. This one looks like it is from uh, Mr. Kimmel. Ryan, uh, love the show. I've listened to everyone probably twice. By the way, he doesn't say probably. He writes P-R-O-L-L-Y, probably. 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 What's up? All about banks. Also have banks products on my 93, 460, and my 2005, 60, and run hot shots in oil and fuel with Amsoil Oil. Hope it lasts forever. Thank you, Ryan. Okay, got one from uh, Gregory Vanderpool. It says SUVs, High Holman and Lightning. I have written in backwards. Se- nope. I have written in several times and really enjoy the show. I know you guys have a list of things that can define whether something is a pickup truck, but I'm curious what criteria you would use to tell if a vehicle is an SUV or something else. I personally think that an SUV should have the option to come with four wheel drive and be rear wheel drive platform, not front wheel drive. If I was making a list of things that make up an SUV, they would be one, the option to be four-wheel drive, two, rear-wheel drive, three, body on frame, four, at least nine inches of uh, ground clearance. I would say that a vehicle would have to have at least three of those things on the list. I also might consider all-wheel drive as a viable option, but I'm not convinced that an all-wheel drive vehicle can be a true SUV. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. And I will say you are wrong, Gregory, because unlike pickup trucks that require a body on frame, SUVs actually sprouted from unibodies. Uh, if you look back at the Jeep Cherokee XJ, which was the first of the family-focused uh, smaller SUVs back in the early 80s. And if you go back further, there are lots of body-on-frame SUVs like Travel Alls and uh, Grand Wagoneers and uh, Chiefs and Cherokees and Suburbans and all sorts of stuff. But SUVs have really become something different but there's still the wagons on wheels where I would say the truck capability was first. That's why we have certain things of what makes a pickup truck. SUV was all about family hauling. And I think it's all about passenger space and versatile utility. I think that you should have an option to have four wheel drive. I agree with that. I think you should have more ground clearance than a car. Uh, but I don't necessarily think rear wheel drive and body and frame matters much in this uh, category. That's my personal opinion. This one's from uh, Evan blurry frontier spotting lighting and Holman sending this again because it's been two months. And even though you seem to be unreliable, I don't think you guys are two months unreliable laughing. You'd be surprised. Yes, he would. Been seeing the new frontier everywhere lately, but I'm absolute trash at getting my new phone out in time. Here's two of the better picks I've been able to snap. I promise they are actually frontiers and not 40 year old Tacomas. (laughs) 
P.S. My buddy has a new Bronco and uh, been wheeling it a lot lately. Our closest park is the AOAA Anthracite Off-Road Adventure Area, and it's your typical East Coast tight, rocky, woodsy, old coal mine land. This thing really shows its size when you're at a park where two doors seem to dominate. Other than its sheer size, the other thing that bothers me is a lack of underside protection, especially since this is a wild track. The first time out, we poked a hole in this plastic transpan with a branch. Plastic? I guess I can understand a plastic pan on cars that stay on pavement like Toyotas, BMWs, Ram, 1500s, but an off-road vehicle designed to be a Jeep killer just doesn't make sense to me. Also, the massive unprotected gas tank that hangs almost as low as the rear axle. What the I added that. Man, these sharp rocks are just itching to rip that thing open. As a huge Ford fan, I was low-key hoping that the Bronco was going to be a real threat to the Wrangler, but I feel like it's just not, at least on the East Coast. What are your opinions on the Bronco versus Wrangler? I think it's a great first attempt, but also needs a lot of refinement and some damn underbody protection. I'll be sticking with the JT. Also, does the back of a two-door Bronco feel like the back of a cop car, or is it just me? The podcast is better than ever, guys. Keep up the kick-ass work. Keep on mounting those parameters. And yeah, buddy from Emmy. Yeah, buddy. By the way, I talked to her today. Oh, yeah? And she's and? like, uh, hey, are you going on this trip? I'm like, yep. She goes, let's do some podcasts. I'm like, mm, we'll see. Master, monitor, key, engine, parameters. No, that's not true. I actually we'll told her. Let's, I told her, let's do it. <laughs> uh, I got one. Well, that, that was from Jeeper Jones. Thank you, Jeeper Jones. All right. Uh, oh, by the way. Are uh, we going to answer uh, his question? Yeah, I was going to say, answer his question. Uh, listen, here's, here's how I take the Bronco. Uh, Raptor Bronco is a very specific, crazy build. The Raptor is like, unlike anything else out there, uh, it's an Ultra 4 that's uh, street legal. It's, so it's in a different category. Everything else, um, the best way to look at it is the Bronco is a Toyota 4Runner competitor that has a convertible roof. It's oh, not, it's that's not, an interesting take. It's not a Wrangler. I think people automatically want to put it against Wrangler because Ford told them that's what it should be put up against. Um, but when you look at the capability out of the box, the Wrangler really is next level when it comes to at least uh, slow stuff, crawling, all that kind of stuff. The Bronco is good. There's some stuff that could be better. I don't dislike it, but I also don't think uh, it is a Wrangler. And I think if you look at a Forerunner, now you're not saying that because you're a Wrangler fan. You're saying it from I, a journalist. I, I consulted point of view. with Ford on Bronco for five years. I'm very familiar with Bronco. I'm an off-road enthusiast. What I'm saying is, from the capability standpoint, and from the better road manners, and from what you can do in daily life, I think the Bronco lines up a lot better with a with a Forerunner. When you look at the more hardcore rock crawling extreme stuff, the Wrangler is a much better platform, like crawling around Moab and stuff like that. Um, there'll be people who are good drivers who have a Bronco and play in that game, and they're in that community, and they're going to be, no, my Bronco can do this. Well, that's fine. You can probably... <laughs> do they maybe, say it like yeah, they're on the verge of tears? I see it online <laughs> every day. And you, you can drive your Bronco 10 tenths and do some amazing things with it, but somebody driving a Wrangler off-road and the same thing in 10 tenths is going to have a lot more success. And uh, it's again, it's a good first swing. I, I like them a lot. Um, I had a chance to buy one. I chose not to because I thought it wasn't quite what I needed for the way I recreate. That's okay. There's your answer, Jeeper. All right. Uh, Nicola spotting from Brian Hansel says, Mr. Holman and Mr. Lightning. Tillis in parentheses. Thank you for reading my email on your most recent podcast. Totally made my morning. However, I am writing to you to right a wrong. 
I forgot to include a ship to address for that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I will include my address for you to use at your leisure to send cigars, whiskey, Jeep parts, or snacks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, love the podcast. So lighting here is Brian's uh, All right. I'm gonna put mail right so you can send him here. something I'm lovely. I'm going to send some stickers, and I'm going to unfold this one here. All right. And now we've got some stickers going out. I sent a dozen sets of stickers out last week, so I'm doing okay. It's not like T-shirts. T-shirts, I don't think I sent any. But stickers, man, hundreds of sets of stickers. Hundreds. Hundreds. Literally hundreds. All right. Uh, I'm going to uh, throw one last email in before we uh, check out the show because this actually has a question that I think would be pretty interesting. Okay. And I think, uh, Lightning, you might actually be able to uh, help out with this one. All right. Hit me with it. Colin Needham says, new truck? Hello, gentlemen. I think uh, all the skewed ways of using your name have been done to death. Uh, so he doesn't do any of them. That's fine. He says, uh, that. I'm wondering what you think of my situation. I'm currently and have always been a driver of half-ton pickup trucks, all F-150s actually, not loyal to Ford at all, just the best price product for what I needed at the time. But here's the thing. I haul tow almost every day, but only a 6x10 cargo trailer, about 3,000 pounds. On some weekends, a new 26-foot travel trailer and maybe a quad-in-the-bed trailer, uh, 7,000 pounds. I'm looking at going the HD route now for payload. Would I be completely crazy to go with a new diesel? Test drove the 2024 3500 Duramax, and it was awesome. Better price and drove better than the Ford. The company I work for pays for all my fuel and all my current lease payments. Dang. I I know. I would have to make the difference if I went to the new diesel, but no big deal. I fear if I do gas HD, I'm going to be disappointed in the long run, always comparing the EcoBurst Engine power, uh, first world problems. Need the your input. Eco burst. That's what he said. Uh, first world problems. Need your input. Thanks, Colin. And uh, five stars from Emmy. Five star review. Five stars. All right. Uh, here's the deal, Colin. If you are uh, familiar with Fords, which you are with your F-150s, and you're not a big fan of the EcoBoost, and you want to move in the HD, and you don't want to shell out any money and your company's going to pay for it, I think you'd be really happy with a Super Duty with a 7.3. It'll do everything you want to do. It's a big old pushrod V8. Uh, they're paying for gas, so you don't care about fuel economy, and it'll more <laughs> than adequately tow 7,000 pounds, and it has the payload you're looking for, and it's familiar to all the other trucks that you've had in terms of you know, the controls and the steering and the drive and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, I think it'd be great. If you do want to step up to an HD, I would only say my one hesitation for anybody buying a new HD truck is do you tow enough to make sure and have a long enough drive to make sure you can get through a regen cycle so that you don't screw up your emission stuff and clog up your uh, your DPF? If you do do that and you work the truck enough, I have no issues rec- uh, recommending a uh, a diesel to anybody. I think they're great trucks. The power's amazing. I just think it's so over the top now for most people. I think uh, a 73 Ford you would be incredibly happy with and your company would pay for everything, nothing out of pocket. If you didn't want to go diesel... I, I agree. GM is really hitting their stride right now with that new uh, Chevy or GMC with the Duramax. Great, great trucks. Does I, it- I cannot argue with anything you're saying. And I think I'm glad that you brought up the uh, diesel inappropriateness with the uh, the HDs. Because I, man, I just had another one yesterday at work. The guy's like, ah, oh, this thing's always in regen. I go, no, no, it's not always in regen. No. It's one regen that you're never letting it yeah. complete. And I go, this is going to be a disgusting analogy, but imagine going to the bathroom and your wife screams, fire, you clench and you don't get to finish, right? So then- That is I, I, oddly specific, <laughs> yeah, lightning. Yeah, and then you- and then, <laughs> what? 
Why couldn't she just say, can you get the front door? There's a fire now? That too. Whatever she says, it interrupts you. You know what I mean? So you pinch a loaf, right? (laughs) And then, so then, but you still have to go. It's not all the way out, right? It's like the dog that squats around the front yard and he just can't get the whole thing out. He's Uh, so he waddles. Is that really the analogy? That's the analogy I'm going with. Your your truck has to go to the bathroom, okay? And the the DPF's got to get cleaned out. And so these guys are like, I. I, I can't. It's and always it, what, in what regen. It's not in regen all the him, time. How, what's your daily commute to work? Ten minutes. And you're going the, the the block of that engine isn't even up to temp by the time you get there. No, the guy twenty minutes like, isn't enough. No, the guy's like, I use the truck only on the weekends to move my boat to the water, which is two miles away. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's yeah. sorry. And I say you. You got a caterpillar <laughs> bulldozer to to dig a bed of flowers. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's just totally. way too much tool. So just for all you modern diesel owners, and we're talking probably what, like 20-ish or so and newer, maybe maybe even before that, make sure that you're going on long enough drives that you can go through a DPF regen cycle. Make sure that you're either and towing. That, and by the way, or, that's about a half an hour. Yep. And make sure that you're towing or working the truck or payload. Every once in a while, that thing needs to be under load so it can blow all that bad stuff out of the back and keep you going. If you're using it as a daily driver, um, you will have problems if you are doing short commutes, like under 20 minutes, uh, not not enough for the, the modern diesel. So if that's you, then the 7.3, as Holman suggested, because the 6.6 six, uh, I'm, I'm gas, not, I'm no, not impressed with. Neither of us are. No. For the rating, the power just doesn't feel as good as it should, and the torquiness of that engine is nowhere near what you get in that 7.3. And then now there's even a uh, lower displacement version of the 7.3. It's a 6.8 uh, V8 for 2024. Uh, that's a little yeah, bit derated yeah, on power, but why yeah, do you... 7.3. Just do the 7.3. 7.3. F-250, do everything you want, and you can keep all your money in your pocket. All right. We're uh, on the email at truckshowpodcast at gmail.com, lightning at truckshowpodcast.com, or Holman at truckshowpodcast.com. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. And you can follow us on the socials at LBC Lightning at Sean P. Holden or at Truck Show Podcast. And guys, we haven't heard from you in a while on the uh, five star hotline. Hit us up 657 205 6105. You almost forgot. I almost did because it's been so long since we had 657 205 6105. Make sure you leave us a message. Tell us about what's up, what's going on. You bored? You're driving through the darkness? You almost hit a deer? I don't know. It's really interesting. I got a question for you. So we asked earlier, we told them that we were, you know, wanted real reviews. Uh, We're calling it You Review now. That's the jingle. Do we want them to call us and we'll do it live or do we want them to leave it on the five star hotline? No, we want to. We want them to reach out to us so that we can do a live segment. Okay. No, I don't. I don't want just a forty-five minute voicemail. <laughs> yeah, that would be lame. Yeah. No. Okay. So don't do that. Call and leave a short message for us. Six five seven two zero five sixty one zero five with the five star hotline. Holman, I almost forgot to tell you that um, I got a little crafty with uh, mechanical engineers at work. Okay. Because you know how, like, in about around my area, I guess it's everywhere now. There's a lot of catalytic converter theft. Yeah. So I go to bed every single night when I park the truck in front of my house because, you know, I have a single car garage and there's not a chance in hell that my truck would ever fit inside Your of truck's it. actually wider and taller than your opening of the door. That is... Quite literally. True. Yes. So I go to bed at night thinking this is going to be the night that I'm going to go out tomorrow morning and there's going to be metal shavings all over my driveway and there will be no catalytic converters and it'll just go and be super hellaciously loud. So I go to, uh, first I go to Eric in engineering and beg him to help me make a catalytic converter cover. 
And he dragged me on for weeks and weeks. And then I went to little Eric, who's an aspiring uh, mechanical engineer and fabricator. And he kind of dragged me along for weeks and weeks. And then I go to Nolan, who's the new guy. And Nolan helps me. So I made two catalytic converter shields for a TRX. Are you sure you want Mr. Banks listening to the show and knowing that that's how you spent your company resources? I did it after hours with metal that I purchased. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's probably, is that like you saying d- you did your last uh, YouTube video in Mexico? I, I, yes, it is. That's funny. <laughs> uh, I, so I did use company electricity, but I, they're generally pretty cool with that. So I'm not, I used the plasma table, but that's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Why are you outing yourself? Does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. You brought it up. I, I didn't bring up the, the 400 different <laughs> things. That, Utensils just, I use. The, listen, the appliances. Great. Yes. Cool. You have catalytic converter covers. So anyway, yeah, I made it. And, and you're going to uh, sawzall right through the aluminum that you used. Well, listen, it's a deterrent. And so I went on Facebook and I said, yeah, I got these things. I'm making them. And do you think anyone's interested? Because I want, here's what I told Nolan. I go, look, if we can make these things and I can do it cheaply enough, I'll give you 100% of whatever, because he helped me, right? He's a junior guy. I want him to put a little extra cash in his pocket. So if I sell any, it's 100% yours. So we're going to get a quote from Send, Cut, Send. Send a CAD file off and see what we can make it for. But the point is- Wait, wait. Um, so you don't want anything? Um, It's not fair. He did the work. He did. He got under the truck. He measured it. He made the first article. He drew it up in CAD and all that stuff. I'm like, I'm just trying to be the cool old man. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Is that not the right thing to do? I, I'm just I'm just trying to clarify the story. Yeah, well, I mean, look, it's he put in the labor. I was just there barking orders. So I'm going to give him any money that we make. So I go online and I say, hey, uh, uh, I'm going to make a couple any anyone interested. And a couple guys immediately said, yeah, I have to park my truck outside. And two guys live in uh, one Atlanta, two in like Houston area. And cats are always getting stole, stolen down there. So they say, um, yeah, we're interested. So the guy says, like, are these really going to prevent the theft? And I go, well, they'll prevent theft just like a car alarm would. You know, if a thief really wants something, he's going to bring out the big tools. and He's going to figure out a, a way to get whatever he wants. I'm like, that's just a deterrent. You know, it's going to cost you Are you, you trying to bucks. sell your new product on the Truck Show podcast? I'm, I mean, I'll send you an advertising sell sheet if that's what we're doing here, no, sir. No, I'm not. I'm just saying okay. I made something and I'm not telling you how to get them. Like, yeah, don't no. email me. Don't ask for them because I'm only going to make a couple of sets and- when they're gone, they're gone. So the point of this was? Just the fact that guys were like, are they going to prevent theft? I'm like, dude, it's just Could a little piece Could you hit the button steel. where it says nobody asked for a really, 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 really long story? That's funny. I don't recall asking for a really, 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 Really boring story. My God. Don't you understand? No one cares. That's exactly the, that whole thing was made for that particular drop. I hit the button. I get it. Congratulations. All right, well, if your uh, catalytic converters got stolen and you don't like the price of rare earth metals and uh, they seem like they are the price of a new truck, then head on down to your local <laughs> Nissan dealer. That's the honest tie-in ever. Where you can... Well, I had to use whatever your rambling was to get into our sponsor. So <laughs> Nissan's well, our presenting sponsor. Ten you, points. You listen, you put the ball on the tee, and I went and got a, a broom and hit it. I didn't know what to do, <laughs> all right? So if you're in the market for a truck, you need a half ton, you need a half ton plus, yeah. Titan, Titan XD. You want a midsize because you don't need that much truck. Nissan Frontier is awesome. You get so much with the Nissans, a lot of durability, a lot of ruggedness, just a great truck. Get in and drive it. It's not, it doesn't have all these freaking tech things that are in your way. It's just an honest... Well, well, hold on a second. It does have CarPlay and Android Auto. Uh, yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. Which every car really should have that. I think almost everybody does now. So Nissan includes it. They have the Fender Audio system on the higher trims. They got the zero gravity seats and all the trucks. Great trucks. NissanUSA.com. You can build a price. 
and load it up as little or as much as you want or head on down to your local Nissan dealer. And you're driving around a big old air pump that requires fuel to run. And also a catalyst uh, out the back. So uh, head over to Banks Power <laughs> by J and get no, .com. No, no, no. This is a Banks thing, oh, not a, not a lightning thing. All right, got it. Go if ahead. you want the best cold air intake on the market... You know, it would be really cold air if there's no catalyst heating up that area. That is true. But if you want one that's legitimate and it's 50-state compliant, head over to BanksPower.com, type in your year, make, and model. Surprisingly, Banks does have some for gas, mainly diesel, but quite a big selection. Head over to BanksPower.com, type in your year, make, and model, and find the Ram Air intake for your truck. All right, and one more time, if you are looking at your truck and you're like, man, I need a new set of tires, I just hate going to the tire shop, and uh, my kid borrowed it and curbed all my wheels, and my truck looks like garbage, you know what? A new set of wheels and tires would transform this thing. Then you want to head over to sdwheel.com. They've got the largest selection of in-stock wheels and tires. So no matter what your build style is, whether you're slammed or you're lifted or you're stock, they've got you covered. They'll mount, they'll balance, and they'll ship to you all for free. You can skip the tire shop and save yourself hundreds of dollars and a whole lot of hassle by going to sdwheel.com. Oh, so hold on a minute. You know what I forgot to tell you is when I was building the catalytic Hey, guys. Uh, Miles, your producer here. Mm-hmm. I need you to listen carefully. No one cares about your catalytic converter. Oh. So please stop. Please, please stop. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> the Truck Show Podcast is a production of Truck Famous LLC. This podcast was created by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please open your Apple Podcast or Spotify app and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan, there's no better way to show your support than by patronizing our sponsors. Some vehicles may have been harmed during the making of this podcast. In your face.